Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. Let to call this old can-crushing Tuesday, man, old school. And if that's the flavor of the night, friends, that's right. We might as well break it all out. <laughs> Woo! Let's do it. Oh, it's fun. It's fun to hear that as an intro song again, isn't it? It is. Brings back some memories, Shannon. Are they memories? Are uh, they? <laughs> I don't know. Without listening to those, to those old podcasts, I may not really remember them. I'm not sure. It depends on, depends on the night, man. <laughs> but they were fun. They were fun. <laughs> there, was, there, there was a lot of drunk buzz back in that day. But, man, good times. Good times. Anyway. Oh, a little fun. All right, let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece so we can celebrate old Can Crushing Tuesday, the 1st of 2019. Yes. Properly, my friend. Brother. Raise a glass of the Colts in the playoffs, man. How about that? Cheers, my friend. Yes. From, from uh, what, second, a year ahead of schedule. Second team to go 1-5 and five and to make the playoffs, right? Um... I think the third since 1970. Oh, the third. I thought they were the second, but that's okay. I didn't fact check that. <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking, Jesus, almost 50 years. So. Yeah, well, it's a rare treat. Generally, if you're one in five, that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> that's a wrap. So. You know, it's, it's a credit to, uh, you know, everybody believing and trusting the process, as mm-hmm. uh, Joel Embiid would say. <laughs> and uh, Andrew Luck just getting healthier every week. Yeah, yeah. And that offensive line just being nasty. One thing, let's see if I can find. I had I, I jotted the note down because Frank Reich was talking in the post game. Ah, here you go. Uh, post game uh, after they beat the Titans thirty three to seventeen, and Frank Reich was talking about you know three things. And I hope you saw this post game press. If you didn't, you ought to try to look up, see if you can track that on uh, uh, like YouTube or something. And he he mentioned trust toughness and team and mm-hmm. he said that's the foundation that's the culture we lived it and we're not done yet you know what i mean uh by the way he has a great play i don't know if he's doing a playoff beard but it looks pretty legit <laughs> you know what i'm saying i did see that i yeah. did see that yes a side note side note with adam vinatieri breaking out like the all gray <laughs> santa claus man Dude, i'm telling you Lord. when he retires at the age of 60 when he's finally done with football Right, like he should totally just get fat and let that beard grow out. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Adam Vinatieri. I I think he he has a, a a he could dominate the market as the Santa Claus in Indy and in New England. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, dude. I mean, he'd be number one in both markets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No no doubt about it. I'm feeling that, bro. So. I am too. <laughs> one day, man. One day, but he's not done yet. What is he? Is he forty six? He just turned forty six. Oh God, thanks for giving us old guys hope. Still, <laughs> we're. Hey, t- you know what, bro? We're almost down to only kickers being older than us in the NFL. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird, right? It's it's strange. You know, at so at some point, everybody you like, you're like, yeah, they're either retired or they're in the <laughs> Hall of Fame or. You know they're hanging on by a thread, <laughs> the people you've grown up with, and so then I don't know. I think it's one of those sports fan lines of demarcation. You know what I'm saying? So I want to I want to personally thank Tom Brady for being older than me, 
and Adam yes. Vinatieri for being older than me and still yes. slugging it out, man. And I think Seabass is older than me. So yeah. I'll and, thank you, Drew Brees. Yeah, thank you, Drew Brees. And Seabass, who still has beers to drink, people to not tackle, but game winning field goals to make. <laughs> That's a I win, mean, bro. Can you blame the guy? No, man. That's a great gig for a a pot bellied big old dude with a leg. That's a good gig, man. Dude, as long as you can make field goals in that league, you will have a job. You'll have a job. You'll have a job. You'll have a job. Yeah, given the state of kicking this year. Oh, Lord. You know, anyway. Telling you. All right, let's go ahead and get Randy up in his piece, too, man. Yo! Oh, man. Happy 2019, gentlemen. Mm hmm. For sure, bro. It's good to see y'all. Good to see y'all. It's good to raise a glass with y'all. Wish everybody else was here, but uh, we'll have to catch up another time. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed that we're still able to enjoy some nice adult beverages, even though last night we were, uh, I'd, I'd say, uh, pretty tore up. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> Bro, last night was good, man. Last night, last night was fun, although I, I will readily admit that, uh, you know, we do, because we have little kids. So my kids are two and four, and so we did like a group thing, and we were at a friend's house, and they have little kids too. And so like our New Year's, <laughs> you know, you, you play like, you're like, all right, let's, let's have the ball drop. You just pull it up on Netflix, you know what I mean? So it's like eight o'clock, and we're like, yay, happy New Year's. Got to get the kids home to bed. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's yes. a whole different deal <laughs> at this stage of my life than it was like being a teenager in our 20s or... You know, in our early 30s when it was still kind of party mode because we didn't have kids. So it's it's different. But I ended up chilling at home watching. Uh, I, I watched like three minutes of New Year's. This is so pitiful. I watched about three minutes of New Year's coverage on NBC. But it was enough to see Christy Teigen like <laughs> headbutt up. Take um, it up in the face. <laughs> in the face, dude. <laughs> that was, and I was like, that's it. That's all I need. That's all I need, man. Oh, oh I think I said, is it Chrissy? Chrissy Teigen or Chrissy? Chris, Chrissy. 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 And I guess, I think yeah. they call it, it's supposed to be Teigen, but the, everyone calls it Teigen. Teigen, Teigen. I don't know. She was face planting into that umbrella. That was glorious, dude. Brother, we rewound and did that thing in slow motion so many times oh, before I we went it. to bed. We were dying. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was fantastic. That was my favorite. I only needed three minutes of New Year's coverage, a ball drop, and an umbrella headbutt. That was phenomenal. Thank you, Chrissy, uh, Tigan, Tegan. Uh, uh-oh. What, did we lose somebody? You said ball drop. Uh-oh. <laughs> You know what? True story, man. You said balls. We did. Ha- Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, man. Can we start the year off. <laughs> oh, dude, mm-hmm. you, you know what? You know what Chrissy did. <laughs> Full on, man. Full on, or as as we all know, That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. And you never know what you get with, with live a... TV, buddy. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> fucking thing sucks. <laughs> and one last question. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> How? That was the sound of her face hitting that umbrella. By the way. Do you fuck that up? <laughs> 
shoot, I was Chrissy to Leslie Jones last night. Yeah, man. <laughs> Holy cow. That's so funny. I did yes, laugh. That was, I did, you watched I, that, and Penny was like, oh, New Year's Rock and Eve, I get to watch New Kids on the Block. And I'm like, no. Yeah, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. no. Damn it. I've seen enough New Year's. The only thing I want to see is, is like, the last two minutes where it, it's the countdown, it's the ball drop, it's, you know... Uh, random shots of all the uh, crazy people in the streets that have stood there for 18 hours and have peed all on themselves or whatever they're doing. But that's enough for me. So, yeah. I just I, mean, I, I need a two-minute drill of New Year's. That's all I need. I don't need three hours of rocking New Year's Eve with NKOTB. I, I need none of that. <laughs> I need absolutely none of that. <laughs> Do you all know if... Um... Fox did that, uh, what's the guy's name, Pitbull? Did they do his thing last night, or was that just... No, that was uh, New Year's with Steve Harvey last night on Fox. Oh, New God. Year's with Steve Harvey? That Jesus. Is... If Did he do like a live uh, Family Feud episode? I have no clue. I didn't even bother watching it. Dude, the one with Pitbull a couple years ago was hilarious. They had like all these old hip-hop acts. Freaking they had Coolio come out, and he was like bald. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh my. Oh, dude, oh, it was my. horrific. Oh, my. Well, if anyway, you, if you knew the opening to this show would go this way, feel free to raise a glass. And chug it. And, and ch- chug some more. <laughs> chug some more. Because oh. I had no idea we were going this way. No, that's okay. Neither did Chrissy Teigen, so it doesn't really matter. Hey, now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. So we <laughs> we did take we did take a week off. We had to celebrate Christmas, and uh, it's always nice to have a little downtime, a little refresher, you know. But now we're getting back into the groove. So we we have a lot of things to kind of get to. We have uh, obviously the CFP and, and some other bowl games. Uh, week sixteen, week seventeen. Not a heavy drill down, but at least a topical discussion about uh, kind of how we got to where we're at going into the playoffs. And we can certainly chair pick out a couple of different things and have fun with it. Uh, but I guess what I would ask, just out of curiosity, other than the Colts, because that you're a fan, so that has to be a favorite moment. But other than the Colts, you know, and you can give me that too, but I want you to give me something else other than Indy. Uh, what did you enjoy the most about football, college or pro, over the past two weeks? Or what's your, like your favorite stuff? Well, I will tell you for me today was watching Kentucky win their 10th game of the season. They hadn't done that since 1977. And you had the stars, Benny Snell, who Mm -hmm. broke the school's all-time rushing record in the game on a touchdown run. You had Josh Allen, who a lot of people think is going to be the number one pick in the draft, get three sacks in the game. Mm -hmm. And just to see a program that had been down for so long and people had poo-pooed on the coach and – you know, to see him finally break through and win 10 games and just ended on such a high note for such a great class. And, yeah. You know, for me, you know, Kentucky, usually November is when you switch to basketball. And for the first time ever, I've watched a Kentucky New Year's Day bowl game. How about that? I've never watched a Kentucky New Year's bowl game. I mean, that's 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 a huge accomplishment for that program. And, you know, just being from that area, I'm just I'm really super happy to see that. I thought that was really awesome. Legit, man. That's legit. Uh, how many uh, like what do you think the turnover is going to be from this year to next? Are, is this like a like a lot of this class is going to be gone? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to lose Josh Allen, who's mm-hmm. a senior. He was, the, of course, the number one pick in the – well, he's going to be a top five pick in the draft. <laughs> Benny Snell's a junior. He's already going pro. Uh, one of the guards on the team was a All-American. He's, uh, I think, a senior. The offensive line, I think, only loses one or two guys, mm-hmm. but, like, the freshmen they have are pretty good. Yeah. The backup court, uh, running back is pretty good. They need – the quarterback is eh, – I mean, if Josh Fields from Georgia wants to transfer to Kentucky, I'd do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. No qualms. No questions asked. Come on down. I I like Terry Wilson, but he's just – he just – the clock in the head just doesn't work fast enough for me if they want to take it to the next level. So, man, that's where they'll need some help. Um, Okay. I mean, I don't think they'll win 10 games. But if they pick up some decent talent, they have a chance. Well, if you if they're recruiting well, and you know what I mean, and as the players matriculate through the program, you know, uh, you know, I mean, that's just one of those things. You know, uh, once programs take the next step and they get their recruiting classes in, they have their systems. You have your leadership. You have your coaching. You build and you build on success. You might have some degree of variance from year to year, depending on the talent level you have. <laughs> but if you have arrived and you are on the map, number one, you're going to recruit better. Right. Yeah. Because that's a big mm-hmm. asset. But you just you have a program in place. And right. that goes a long way for building and continuing to have success. So I hope you enjoy that. So that was some of the best. What's some of the worst? And Randy, you're gonna get <laughs> the same thing in a minute. Uh the worst thing I saw was Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Yeah, they were, that, that was, was a debacle. That was horrific. Like Did I read correctly that they didn't have a first down in the first twenty three minutes of that game it's like some huge chunk of time i'm telling you i i listened i was on the road on sunday and i was mm-hmm. listening to serious sports radio or nfl radio on serious and they were like the bears were just beating the bejesus that's that the announcers were or the guy who's like relaying everything was just like the Vikings are just getting their butts whipped right now. That's all there is to it. <laughs> like he he made no words about it. it. It was they're just getting the Bears defense is kicking the Vikings butts right now. Yeah, they they just didn't have any answer. And a Cousins threw for what a buck thirty two for the game, which was the fewest he's had since. What, his second year in 2013? Look, he, he didn't even get a whole bunch of garbagey stat padding. How about that? I mean, nah, man. They they even had their second defense in at the end. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't do nothing. Like, they were just getting after his rear end, dude. And he wow. had no shot. Yeah, uh, done in by three and outs on their first four possessions. Wow. Ooh, they had a, they finished they finished with 164 total yards. Wow, that is atrocious. That's horrible. Well, here's a stat for you, Shannon, that kind of explains a little bit about Cousins. He is 4-25 and against teams with winning records. Mm. Yeah, track record isn't good. And, you know, some of that you could certainly hang on the state of the Redskins in prior years. But you can't – like, that shouldn't translate to this year. You know what I mean? It shouldn't, but from what I understand, Mm -hmm. he was like a ball of energy. Yeah, like he had like Zimmer had to try to calm him down to get him focused on the game. Like he gets so hyped and overworked for big games that he almost takes himself out of it right away. Hmm. At least like, that's what that's what I've heard about him. You like that? Well, you know, 
Cousins is tough because I like him. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a solid quarterback. But I mean, this was all this was the debate we had for a couple of years. And um, <laughs> one of our one of the friends of the brew, uh, Toby, man, you know, Vikings fans sitting there posting about him, and, and I saw the post and I commented on Facebook, and it's like, you know, look, I, I like Cousins, man, I do. Okay, I do. But you have to have a lot of things right around him. You know what I mean? And he he's just not he's he's good and he's top fifteen, but he's not top he's not elite he's not top five, so you can win with him. But it when you look at what the Vikings were last year, they overachieved with Case Keenum. Uh, yeah, they, they let him go, and they bring in Kirk Cousins, thinking, well, that's a piece to get to the next level, and it wasn't. And you no. can talk about the state of their offensive line. I think that's fair criticism, especially with a guy like Cousins. If you can't give him a clean pocket, it causes issues for him. Uh, can you win with him? The answer is yes. But everything else better be at least on point. You don't have to be great at everything else, but you at least better be solid. You know what I mean? To put him in a position to succeed. He is, like when we talk, and we've used this expression before, there are guys that really elevate their teams. I just don't yeah. think he's one of those guys. Rodgers, not this year. The good Lord Greenville is bad this year. But historically, Rodgers, Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, you that real there's a there's a there's a real difference between a, a you know a okay quarterback, a very good quarterback, and by the time you work your way up to like franchise people, the Drew Breeses, you know what I mean? There's there's a clear difference in guys that really elevate their teams <laughs> versus guys that they're good and they can be successful, but they're not pulling a team up, but so much, you know what I mean? They need the yeah. team to help pull them up. I think somebody used the expression, some guys are the tractor, some guys are the trailer. You get what I'm mm. saying? And I, yeah. I I can't remember where I heard that. It may have been on Coward. I don't, I don't quite recall, but it was a really interesting analogy. I think they were talking about Dak Prescott, and they were saying that he's he's not the driver. He's, he's the trailer, but he's still young. We'll see how that turns out. But Kirk Cousins, they paid him as the tractor, and that's not what he is. You know, he, he they paid him as the guy that would elevate the team to the next level. They didn't get that done this year. I don't know if that's going to change. I think the writing is largely in the wall for who Kirk Cousins is. But I will say this. One thing you can't have is an absolute fight between quarterback and a wide receiver on the sideline. <laughs> you know, looking like they're playing a game of charades or something about how to run routes. You can't. Come on, dude. Are you kidding dude. me? Thielen's a top 10 receiver. You need to stay in your lane, Kurt. And by the way, uh, Randy, that's a really good point because if that's how he is as a quarterback, that's not who I want. I want freaking Joe Cool. I want Joe Montana, Mm. Brady, you know, the guys that will walk in, chilled, and be like, all right, we're going to go do this. You can be hype, but if if you're hype, then you need to, uh, you know. Sounds like he's hyper. Well, maybe. But, like, Baker Mayfield is... Hyperventilating. <laughs> there you go. But, I mean, <laughs> hey, like, uh, like, I feel like Baker Mayfield's probably somebody that's, like, a little bit, woo, you know, a little crazy pregame. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But he certainly is a little bit wild and demonstrative endgame. I like how he says, he, God bless. Dear Cincinnati, please hire <laughs> Hugh Jackson so we can see Baker Mayfield versus Hugh Jackson multiple times every year. That, yeah. that I will oh, pay yeah. for. That will be great. I don't think Baker cares if he's going to get fined when he does stuff like oh, that. Hell either. no, hell no, hell no. <laughs> um, you, you know he he has grown on me so much. Uh, it's so fun. Like I, I didn't really care for his crap as a colli- as a collegian. 
but I really do believe Cleveland, that franchise, really needed somebody that to change the culture and change the attitude. Now, at some point, yes, you want to see them grow up and be a little bit more, more mature about stuff, but I'm okay with it in the context of how bad they've been to see them really turn the table and, and ramp it up. But that guy's almost... Like he's got a he's like he's got a vendetta on some level, like a like that's really a personal thing for him, right? With Hugh Jackson, it seems to be. Uh, I mean, he's and, and I'm played okay so much it. better when Hugh left. I know, I know. I mean, if that tells you something, I mean, well, oh, Shannon. By the way, uh, when are we getting our beer delivery, bro? <laughs> 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 I, I, when I get my money for winning the brew league, so I can buy that beer, sure. <laughs> That's a good deal, that right? Sounds there. like a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> Salute, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, back to the whole Cousins Thielen thing. Mm. It's very interesting to look at Thielen's stats. To the first eleven games of the season, he had ninety-three catches. Yeah. Over the past five, only twenty. <sighs> That's brutal. Well. I mean, and the thing is, if you look at the stats, I mm-hmm. mean, he, the past three games, he only got targeted 12 times. Well, you know, it's one of those things, whether it's by design or poor, either the defense takes people away, which is obviously good defense. Not that I watched the Vikings games per se. I mean, I see some highlights, but having been through the ringer with Kirk Cousins in D.C., it felt like there was always something. There was always a reason it didn't work. And again, I like him. I do, and I think he's solid. But you got to get your you got to get the ball to the playmakers, dude. It's one thing to beat up on the Lions. I still can't. <laughs> I, I still can't believe the Lions beat the hell out of the Packers in weeks. That's crazy to me. But it, it's one thing to beat you know beat up on lesser teams. But when it's better teams, where is that dude? Where is he? Mm. And until he figures that out, and the Vikings figure that out. They're paying a lot of money for some sound, some, some sound bites, man. I'm not saying that the season would have been a lot better with Case Keenum, but what they paid for, they sure as hell didn't get. Nah. And I, Mediocrity. So what you're trying to say is, is if we had Scooby-Doo on the case, they'd reveal that Mike Zimmer's in, in actuality Jeff Fisher in disguise? <laughs> that's that's ruthless, man. I don't know if, I don't know if I'd go that far, bro. <laughs> Damn, I, I that, that's brutal on Mike Zimmer. I like Zimmer. Well, I'm yeah, just saying, that's cool, man. you're saying mediocrity, and I'm like, well, he, you yeah. know, Fisher is the epitome of, of mediocrity. So, eight and eight. Yeah, well, they're gonna be living at it. They're gonna be living. But yeah, at it. I mean, Vikings just needed to run the ball more. They needed to just have a better game plan. It seemed like everybody had them figured out by yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, and well, they got when Delvin Cook got back, they seemed to get a little bit better, and I, I really thought they were going to make a push. I did, um, you know, it didn't happen. Who knows? We'll see what next year holds for them. Um, sometimes a couple, of, you know, you 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 do what the Colts did. You invest in your area of, of weakness, and for them, if their offensive line is their area of weakness, then look, you got two more years with Cousins, man. Unless, unless they find someone to dump that contract and dump him, they got two more years, man. So, I mean, if the offensive line is a problem, dude, you better invest. The, you better invest in it. Yeah, yes. you don't want to waste that defense while you no. still have a bunch of the no. big playmakers under no. contract. Yeah, you need to get your line in order. And by the way, uh, offensive coordinator, uh, fourteen carries for fifty-six yards total for the Minnesota Vikings will not get it done. Got to get more carries for those guys. 
Now, you got to get more carries. So, like, I was looking at this one article in Before the Win about Cousins, and um, somebody had a tweet. <laughs> it was uh, at My Sports Update. And uh, so they have got the screen cap, this little video uh, capture. And uh, they don't actually have the audio, but it, it's one of those things where it, it appears that he says. And so their tweet was basically, Kirk Cousins says, I don't have 10 seconds talking to Adam Thielen. Bro, if you need 10 seconds to run a play and get a playoff, you're going to have a tough time the rest of your career, dude. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough ass, man. 10 seconds is a ton. 10 yeah. seconds is a ton. So Well... I mean, and and the other side of that is is the offensive coordinator made well. They fired the offensive coordinator, so whoever yeah, was running should, the they, offense at that point should have, you know, changed it up a little bit to get some quick hitters and, you know, keep the Chicago Bears defense off off uh, balance. But well, I mean, the Bears defense is is really good, and I, you know, when you get late season, and the Bears didn't necessarily have to play that game. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the Cowboys, they didn't have Zeke, but they played a, a pretty compelling game with the Giants in Week 17. But they the Bears could have done what, you know, New Orleans did. You know what I'm saying? And just been like, all right, we'll see what happens. Oh, by the way, Teddy Bridgewater, I hope you enjoyed not making a lot of money because that game just sealed your next contract not being that good. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Sorry, Just man. Be Drew Brees is back up again next year. Yeah, you might as well. Pretty much. Uh, uh, take two. Cause that not was, a bad gig, though. No, that was take poo. That was not good, bro. What's the quarterback in Heineke? I mean. Taylor Heineke. Ta- Taylor Heineke? Yeah, man. I mean, they got the ball. No, it was, no, uh, it was, uh, the kid it was from, some undrafted rookie that started that game. Kid actually. from Texas A&M, I think. Allen? Oh, my. Like Kyle Allen? Oh, Lord. I mean, making his first career start, and he. Uh, my, man, I, I thought it. Him. I thought it was Heineke in there, man. No, dude. Nope. Was, Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah, hold on. Let me scroll back up. Maybe Heineke was somewhere getting a Heineken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you're right, Kyle Allen. Yeah, you're Kyle right. Allen, my yeah. undrafted rookie, Kyle Allen. <laughs> Am I right on the Texas A&M or was it Texas Tech? Uh, let's see if if we've got the little thing for him. Undrafted rookie Kyle, Kyle Allen passed for 228 yards and two touchdowns before injuring his shoulder. Just look, just look him up. Just look him up. But come on, man. <laughs> come on. Anywho, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. And really, you know, when you, when you get to the season, it's so odd. You think of the teams that really let you down. And, and quite honestly, look at the playoff field, Okay. And most of the teams in the playoff field are the teams that uh, I'm not saying you necessarily figured all of these teams at the beginning of the year would be there. I'm not saying that. I mean, I certainly didn't expect Chicago to be here. Um, I didn't readily expect Indianapolis to be here. I thought they had some fight in them early. They took a lot of L's. And sometimes you just figure that's going to take people out of contention. You know, it, it, it happens. But the teams that got in, to me... There's a difference between playing your way in and playing your way out. Like Pittsburgh played their way out, dude. Because the Steelers, the Steelers, that team should be in the playoffs, but they have no one to blame but themselves. Yeah. Now, look, I know there were some bad calls. I understand, and I hope like hell. I hope like hell we don't see a defensive pi called on anybody in the playoffs like that garbage <laughs> crap that was called. I think it was Hayden. Um, against the Saints in the first when the Steelers were playing the Saints in the first quarter, that that was an absolutely 
awful, awful, awful defensive PI call. That was fourth down, dude. That was fourth down. So had that not been called, it's still 3-0 Pittsburgh. And you don't, you know, I'm not saying it changes the outcome of the game. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But in the context of that game, game dude. in the context of that game, that's a 10-point that's a swing. That's a 10-point swing. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. If I'm looking at from what people thought at the beginning of the season till now, mm-hmm. like the Colts didn't think they had a shot. Seattle didn't think they had a shot. I'm talking beginning, beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ravens, I don't think a lot of people had a no. shot. Chicago. No. No. no uh, I, I don't think anybody knew about Kansas City. I think they knew they had talent, but they didn't know how good they would be. You figured they'd be decent. Right. Decent. Well, Not- you, yeah, you didn't know what they were going to get because you know losing their offensive coordinator and their starting quarterback mm-hmm. from the previous season, that that's yep. always a mixed bag. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, Saints, you thought they'd be there. Rams, you thought they'd be there. Dallas even. I don't even think people thought Dallas would be there. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, realistically, I think most people figured Philly would be the it would be Philadelphia. Right. Um that the Giants were gonna have problems, that the Redskins were gonna have problems, and maybe the Cowboys would be okay. Which they were. Right. A couple of bumps in the season, but you know, terrible division. Um, but yeah, you figured New Orleans, I mean, Atlanta to me underachieved Carolina underachieved, oh. but I mean, Cam Newton was hurt. Um, was. didn't they he fire was. every single coordinator in Atlanta? Yes. I think they, they, they fired everybody other than the head coach. <laughs> well, Sark had to go. Yeah. I mean, no, let's no. Let's be honest. Sark no. had to go. They, they, they haven't been the same. I mean, no one saw Green Bay laying an egg the way they did. No, I, I, people either, look, I mean, how many people do you think going into the season figured it was Minnesota or Green Bay taking the division? Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know that anybody thought Detroit would be particularly good. Um, and they weren't. I mean, they had some moments. I mean, they beat New England. Good for them. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, they were largely a waste. Yeah, so, they beat New England, but they lost to the Niners. You know? I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Green Bay was Green Bay was not good. They had some tough L's. They had some tough L's. They had a couple of things not bounce their way, but that that they just turned dysfunctional in season, and it was just that was just off the rails for them. Well, that so, being one and seven on road games, no, that's not, yeah, you you're know, not going to go gonna, anywhere with that. No, 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 no. no. Um, the top of top of thought, real quick, on the Steelers and the Saints. Uh, it, the Steelers still had a shot. Late in that game, they did get the ball back. Um, and then Juju Smith-Schuster fumbled when they were right on the cusp of field goal range. Uh, you never know how that's going to play out. But again, the, the real the real big point here when we're talking about these teams, there's teams that play them that, themselves in. Like Philadelphia played themselves into the playoffs. Yes. The Steelers played themselves out. Indianapolis played themselves in. The Titans played themselves out. Um, granted, that's a head-to-head. But, you know, it, it, the Ravens played themselves in. If you That's t- been impressive. I mean, it's, it's been a wild run. I don't know how far Lamar Jackson can take them, and but what they do have is a really good defense uh, that can generate turnovers. I believe they're the number one total defense. I believe yes, mm-hmm. um, yes, and they're probably number two 
Uh, as and far, the rushing uh, offense. And, yeah, I mean, and they're going to be run heavy. You know, it's just what it is. So they're going to be an interesting follow, although I would I would certainly expect a team that's got a week to prepare. It's probably hard to prepare for the Ravens on a regular week. But for a team that has a bye, you know, if they're smart, they, <laughs> they, they prepare. Let's think about it this way, Justin. Yeah. Chargers are getting their second look. Mm-hmm. at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of cool stats going into this game. So the Chargers are getting their second look at Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, so mm-hmm. they will be ready for that run, that running attack. Now, Jim Harbaugh, every time he has coached a Ravens team in the playoffs, they've won at least one game. How about every that? Every single... Mean John Harbaugh? Sorry, John Harbaugh. <laughs> Stupid Christmas morning. Just call them the know, San Diego right? Chargers, too, while you're at it. San Diego Chargers, you know, John Hart or Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, um, sorry, has won at least one game every single time they've been in the playoffs. But the Chargers, I believe, were seven and one on the road. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff going into that game that for me, that's the toss up of the weekend, you know, because the Baltimore did not see Melvin Gordon the first time around. Right. And. You know, the San Diego defense is getting a second look at Lamar Jackson. So that's a lot of uh, interesting X's and O's going into that one particular game. Dude, in the seven games that Jackson has uh, been the quarterback, Baltimore has rushed for 267, 242, 207, 194, 242, 159, and 296 yards. Good Lord. That's impressive. That's pretty wild. Uh, in the league in general is about sixty-five percent passing, and the Ravens over the last seven weeks have been sixty-five percent runs. January weather, dude. Got to well, run and play defense. Uh, look, it. Yeah, got to play defense. You got to run. I, I mean, what I think is going to be a point of curiosity with the Ravens. I think they can beat the Chargers. Certainly, yes. Um, playing that style, absolutely, but. If they if they're able to bottle Lamar Jackson up, is he as a rookie? Now, you know, I, this does, I don't mean to take anything away from this guy, right? But he is a rookie, and yeah. he's not a polished passer. And I don't know much of that, how much of that playbook he has. I'm sure the Harbaugh. I'm sure they will have some plays specifically set to to try to open the passing game up a little bit, unless they're just able to dominate them, and, and then they're just going to run it down their throats. If if they can dominate them running it, they're just going to run the crap out of it. But should it become legitimately necessary to throw the ball, I will be very curious to see how that offense runs. You know what I mean? Because we're going to be at the point you attack their strength as best as you can and and force them to go to, to the things that they don't do as well, or at least that they haven't shown they can do as well. And so that's where I'm really curious. And Lord knows, but, if, if if they can bottle up the run game and Lamar Jackson can pass on them, ooh, buddy. Ha, <laughs> ha. Here's the interesting part, Justin. If for some reason they get down by a couple scores and they need the passing game, do mm-hmm. they bring Joe Flacco in to get the passing game going? Lob a couple I of I mean, bumps. you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback on the bench just would, ready to go. Wouldn't it be wild if they brought in Joe Flacco? <laughs> he, he, for their playoff run? <laughs> no, not after the playoff <laughs> run, right? So, you know, they had like this dual quarterback offense, but it was primarily Joe Flacco. Oh, and then Jackson God. would come in for a couple of plays. Can you see it like the total flip of that? And Lamar Jackson's a starter, but every once in a while they bring in, you know, 
Flacco <laughs> to in Flacco to uncork some rainbows, dude. That would be wild. That and would be you wild. You know what? And that's a that's a wrinkle they haven't shown yet. They haven't. And if nope. they need it, they got it. They got in it. Their back pocket. Yeah. And that, that would be fun. That would be a hoot. And I would imagine Flacco has to be chomping at the bit. Oh yeah. I mean, he he won a ring. I'm not saying he has that playoff magic in him that he had a few years ago. I'm not saying that. He does have a good deep ball, though, and it would be interesting to see him, to see the Ravens trot Flacco out for a couple of plays here and there. Now, granted, you're going to go, oh, they're going to take a deep shot, but it would re- be really a hoot. Instead of it being, oh, they're bringing this guy in, he's going to run the ball, it's like, oh, they're bringing Flacco in, he's going to throw. It would be really interesting <laughs> to see how they deal with that. That would be a riot. That would definitely so, throw some teams yeah. off. Yeah. So we have our dark horse in the Chargers, who I, I still I like the Chargers a lot. And hopefully Gordon is good to go. Because, uh, man, I tell you what, I, I would absolutely think the, the Ravens are going to try to blitz the bejesus out of out of Rivers. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I would think they're going to be defensively very aggressive. Uh, not that Rivers is a speedster. <laughs> but... Uh, we'll see, man. I, I, th- that should be a good game, dude. That should be. He, a good he just one. scores a lot on and off the field. Yeah, that's right. Very true. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Philip Rivers didn't go to Virginia Tech because if anybody should have been playing there during the stick and in chant, it should have been that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, he was at NC State, so he wasn't too far away. Well, yeah, no, well, it was the pack. I mean, it was the Wolf Pack, and he certainly has hey, his now. own pack. You know, he packed it in. Hey. Uh, Anyway. Hey, now. <clears throat> well, mm, well, hmm. Hmm. How about that? How about that? Um, sh- <laughs> Old Philly rib, buddy. <laughs> oh. I see where this is going. Mm. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> should, should we just talk about the playoff games? I don't know. Like, I feel like we're just con- contextually. We have like three weeks of football. We have the one in front of us and the two behind us, and so we we get to reference stuff and then keep going forward. I don't know. Where would you well, like to go? I mean, do you want to talk about anything from like week sixteen at all? Um, what, what, you know, there's not a lot. I mean, I, I think that um, it's interesting to me seeing C.J. Anderson come up off the streets and you know blow. I mean, it was against the Cardinals, but. 167 yards and a touchdown, and then Larry Fitzgerald throwing a 32-yard touchdown pass to David Johnson. That was cool. That was that good. Was cool. First touchdown pass of his career, by the way, and Larry uh, Fitzgerald is now the oldest receiver to ever throw a touchdown pass in NFL history. So, obviously, the Rams beat the Cardinals, so it's not that important. Uh, we knew that, the obviously, the Cowboys clinched the NFC East for the third time in five years. We talked about the Steelers and the Saints. God, please do not let any awful 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 defensive pi calls like that happen again um and uh, i would imagine everybody take lessons from the steelers running a fake punt on their own side of the field at least know if you're going to get the first down before you do a football mic drop thank you roosevelt Knicks. <laughs> that was great <laughs> didn't get the first down he did a mic drop with the football <laughs> if there's anything that's so emblematic of the steelers this year right I swear that team that team man you know the you know again there's like little little things here and there uh randy as the 49ers fan 
I'm surprised that the 49ers played the Bears so tight in Week 16. Uh, but when Marcel Harris uh, and Trubisky goes down for that slide, number one, why are you trying to blow somebody up on their own team's sideline, man? Bad idea, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bad idea. Was he channeling? Who knows, who knows, what, who knows was, what he was thinking? Was he channeling his inner Kiko Alonso? I mean, what happened there, man? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just think it was a rookie trying to make a play. Oh. I think that's all it really was. And yeah. he just, you know... Unfortunately, didn't think, mm-hmm. and we had a nice little brawl on the sideline. Though, uh, to to his credit, I'll give Richard Sherman some props for jumping right in there and defending his teammate. So oh, he's gonna, man, that, he's gonna, which is great. I loved it, but you know, you get fined for stuff like that. You know, three players get ejected for that lovely little fight. You know, it's a good thing that it's a good thing to see the the Bears receivers and sticking up for Trubisky too, though. If you had told me that the Forty ers were gonna have more fight in them. Than the Vikings, you know what I mean? In back-to-back weeks, I would not have believed you. Not in the context of a, of the Vikings fighting for their playoff lives, you know what I'm saying? But uh, kudos, oh, to the, kudos to the 49ers for playing the Bears tight, man. Good for them. Good for them. But <laughs> try not to blow up anybody's head on the slide, man. It's a, it's a <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> the thing that gets me about that game is that you know you think the Bears had it all salted away, and then. Allen Robinson gets the ball punched out. Niners recover, and they have a shot. They're going down the field. Mullins on fourth down has a chance to run for the first down, and he throws it. I'm like, oh, why the hell didn't you run for the first down? What the hell? (laughs) I'm like, no one's over there. Just keep running. Go out of bounds. Keep everything going. Nope. You just. I was like, oh, oh well. (laughs) It was a nice run. Justin, yeah. there's a sound there's a sound bite for that that Randy was thinking at that time. What for uh what Mullins? Yes. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? I think in that case it's how do you farve that up? Cuz that's one of my oh. last <laughs> That's one of my last big memories. Y- y'all both know I love I love Brett Favre, man. He's my dude. But it's hard not to think back to that Vikings playoff game with his crunchy legs because he was getting massacred by the Saints. <laughs> but, dude, just run, bro. Just run. Just run. Do not throw across your body. Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, side note, also love uh, that Falcons-Panthers game. Matt Bosher completely blowing up, uh, kicking off. And then completely blown up Kenyon Barner on the return. That was awesome. That, that was, was great. a hell of a hit. That was great. I thought I thought I saw that uh, Matt Bosher ended up getting drug tested. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Yo, that kicker is way too aggressive, man. We need to drug test that guy. <laughs> Same thing happened to Pat McAfee a number of years ago when he like roughed up somebody. He's like, the next day I got drug tested. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. That's hilarious. They're Let like, the nah, kicker man. have one, damn it. Yeah, Leave no, him alone. No. Uh-uh. No. If, if, if kickers are like choke slamming people, you got to drug test them. You know what I'm saying? They're like, that's it. That's it. Too much aggression, man. His testosterone's off the charts, man. You can't do that. <laughs> mm. Good stuff. Oh, and I do think one of the – one of the uh, again, I know we're just having fun with some weeks of 16 and 17 stuff, so uh, bear with us. This is what happens when you take a week off. Eagles Texans was a hoot, man, and and Deshaun game. Watson, man, I you know I tell you that guy makes some throws that you're just like, really, bro. I mean, spinning, getting out. I mean, 
some of the throws that guy had in that game to get to help the Texans rally up were just incredible. Just incredible. But I don't know, man. That whole, you know, Philadelphia and old Big Dick Nick and Chris Long with his Nick Foles locker shrine. You know, that's a lot to overcome, dude. You know, it really is. And when they ended up with a 35-yard walk-off field goal to, to win this thing. Keep in mind that Nick Foles on third and fourth down, 15 of 16, 193 yards and three touchdowns. That's just and, sick. I yeah, mean, that's... when they when the Eagles have needed Nick Foles the most, last year and this year, Foles has been on point. And I also enjoyed the fact that the Patriots, who obviously needed some help uh, to get back into the two seed, sent a thank you, sent a Twitter, a, a little tweet, a thank you to the Eagles um, mm-hmm. for helping the for helping them climb to the two seed. And they said, we, we never thought we'd say this in 2018, but thanks, Nick Foles. Hashtag St. Nick. <laughs> I thought that, that was funny. I thought, I did, I, yeah, go ahead. That was well played. Yeah, that, that was timely, relevant, and well played. And yes, I certainly wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't think you'd be thanking that dude. Not after last year, but... But they needed that. God bless. New England needed a bye. Uh, (laughs) For sure. Um, Seahawks beating the Chiefs, I thought, was a really big statement game. And I I will will say this about, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, Cowboys and Seahawks. That was a fun game to watch. Yeah, that was a fun game to watch. But I got to tell you, I'm I'm not really worried about how tight the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals gave the Seahawks a good game in 17. But looking forward to the coming weekend with the playoffs. Dude, Seahawks-Cowboys... I'm really feeling Seattle in that. Um, Same who's here. The, who's the quarterback battle? Russ Wilson, Dak Prescott. I'm taking Seahawks. I mean, look, Seattle can run. You know, Dangerous. Doug, Doug Baldwin's been been very good. Tyler Lockett uh, actually has some interesting metrics when you get into like uh, like when they do like the Pro Football Focus and they have all these crazy metrics and all this stuff. Tyler Lockett's rankings. You know, we're not talking about fantasy football. We're talking about like real world stuff. Um, like the guy's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm feeling that like that's one to me. That's one of the more compelling games, as uh, as Seahawks Cowboys. I'm really looking forward. to Actually, you know what? All the games are compelling. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but I think I think Dallas is going to have their hands full with Seattle, dude. Uh, yeah, they're going to have their hands absolutely full, dude. Uh, Seahawks. Uh, that was the they they beat the Chiefs thirty eight thirty one. First back-to-back losses for the Chiefs this season, but um, you know, again, I'm looking, I'm looking forward. Not so much backward in that one, but that was a fun one to watch. I had to watch that one piecemeal over over the holidays. So, anyway, let me, let me clear out all my Week 16 stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, and the Packers beat the Jets. Yay! Wonderful. <laughs> they didn't go winless on the road last time was 1958 the year before they hired vince lombardi wow 44 38 come on man n-o-t in overtime N-O- yeah, exactly. yeah that's right in overtime nonetheless okay <laughs> where are we at on time let me look oh we're good we're at 48 we're all right uh let me take a sip of my oh and here. the indianapolis beat the giants by a point Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, hey, Mark. How you doing, bud? Weren't they down yeah. like 14 or 17 or something like that? Yeah, the Giants dominated the game until the Colts scored with less than a minute to go. Didn't they Didn't they seal that with a pick? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Yes, pr- they did. I'm pretty sure. There you go. 
There's the Eli that Matt knows and loves. <laughs> well, and the big kidding. thing from that game is the fact of how well the Colts bottled up Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, 21 carries for only 43 yards. That's a big mm. statement out of the Colts' D. And that's yeah. what she said. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, I just need to drink more on that. Mm. That is really good. Okay. Uh, do we want to traverse week 17? Or we want to talk with, like, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Let's oh, at- week 17. Randy, I forgot we forgot to ask you because Shannon got to answer this question. Favorite, yeah, I know. Favorite from I the was... la- favorite from the last two, worst of the last two. Well, I would have to say the favorite for me, kind of like how Shannon was, is watching Syracuse uh, whoop up on West Virginia in the World Camping Bowl. Uh, I was like, I I, the, I can't believe they have a World Camping Bowl, but that's beyond <laughs> that's beyond that Camping Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> uh, buddy. Yeah. Or Camping World Bowl, excuse me. It's just, it's still, it's just <laughs> you can't pretty, even get it right. That's even better. Yeah, I know, right? I, that's a, One way or another, it's just <laughs> a dumb name for a, a bowl, let's, let's be honest. <sighs> oh, my God. But uh, definitely uh, big props to Eric Dungy for being becoming Syracuse's all-time passing leader. Good for him. Through, in that game. Hopefully, uh, he'll get a fair shake um, coming in the draft. If not, you know, that's a bummer because, I mean, given – track record Dino Babers has with quarterbacks mm-hmm. coming to the NFL. I mean, I can't see why he wouldn't get a fair shot. But also kudos to George Kittle for breaking the NFL's uh, tight end receiving yards record in a season, passing Gronk. Oh, that? no, he passed Kelsey an hour after Kelsey said it. <laughs> oh, Kelsey, Kelsey had broke it, broken it Kel- before? Kelsey had broken it. Forgotten and then an record, hour later, Forgotten broke record. Kelsey's record. He held it for oh, an okay. hour, man. It was like, nope. <laughs> Not in my house. So you have Ertz getting like the tight end receptions, receptions. record and Kittle getting the yardage. How about that? That's pretty sweet. I mean, I like it. It's a, it's a nice bright spot for the future for the Niners having a weapon like Kittle. Now it's just getting a few other pieces, you know, especially, you know, his tweet to Tony Brown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like legitimately though, legitimately though, I, I, look, look. I know there's some drama with A.B. and the Steelers and Odell Beckham and the New York Giants. There's always something going on there. I don't know how much traction. I don't know how accurate. I don't know if any of this would actually happen. But would you actually want them to trade for either of those guys? And if they do and you get one, which one would you want? I think I know how you're going to answer that, but I'm curious. Honestly, it depends on the price. Well, you know, you know Beckham's price because he has a contract, right? I mean, well, we have the cap room right. for either or. Yeah. But as of right now, it's if you look at both of them, Beckham. I mean, both are amazing talents. Any team would be lucky to have them. My concerns with Beckham is just more or less his. He's he's actually been, has an injury history right now. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played a full seat really played a full season all that much. He's missing what at least. Four games here and there so Amen. far Come every on. year, it seems a, like. You had a bruised quad, bro. Don't hate. Well, I'm not saying it for that reason. I'm just saying it looks like he's I'm just he's not playing full seasons. That's no. All. He's <sighs> fragile. He's fragile. <laughs> <laughs> but Dear Odell Beckham. <laughs> and the thing is. Oh, no, the let, it, let it finish out. Let it finish out. 
Okay. So you're a rocket scientist. <laughs> that don't impress me much. Fair enough. That's right. Anyway. Oh. Either, either or. I mean, I'd be happy with either or, but I my lean would be towards <sighs> Brown just because yeah. I know he would play with a chip on his shoulder more so than Beckham probably. I I think Shanahan I think Shanahan could get out a lot out of both guys. I would think on an ascending team. I think I think they they both they're both kind of water receiver divas, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, but I think I'd be willing to as much as I like Beckham, and I, I think Beckham's tremendous, but if I had to take it, I'd have a lean towards AB. I, I just do. He shows up. He plays. You cannot like some of his crap. You cannot like some of his off-field stuff, some of his braggadocio or whatever. That's fine, man. Uh, but they, they both have baggage. So you know what? I'm yeah. going to take the guy that's on field all the time. I'm, I'm taking AB. Yeah, that's my thought, too. Plus, yeah. he's he's had to work his ass off to get where he is to become – one of the league's premier receivers, considering where he was as a rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that says a lot about just how he, how much he loves the game, and how much he is as a player. Even though, yeah, a lot of drama right now, but a lot of drama. That, <laughs> I just, I don't know what the hell's wrong with that team, but it seems like the locker room just seems know, to be man. a bit on the cancerous side at the moment for the yeah, Steelers. Anyway, well. That that seems to that's something that's been building over a couple of years, and it just seems to have kind of really blown up this year with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. You know, they just, I don't know how much of that is really a, re- a reflection on Tomlin, or uh, you know, it's hard it's hard to know. I mean, we're in the off season, so you're going to get a lot of reports, a lot of information, a lot of speculation. You know, I, I would imagine at least to the media and you know out with the public perception of things they'll say the right things but you know that that's you got some really fiery competitive guys and I don't you know maybe maybe there's more to the story with Roethlisberger and and a dispute with you know Big Ben and AB I mean maybe um I mean there were reports that AB threw a you know basically threw a football at Roethlisberger's feet a side note I will say I'm very curious to see how the league handles AB being out with a knee injury when it was really a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, that, <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to do the injury reports, as far as I know. That seems a little, a uh, little shady. <laughs> so I'm very curious to see if they, if there's anything that happens. Because uh, you know the league is always fair and even-handed with how they discipline franchises and teams. Always, most, most definitely, <laughs> always. So, if somebody is abusing the injury report, I mean, my goodness, I would think that the league would certainly handle that. Look, I'm right. not <laughs> right. I'm not anti-Steelers at all. I mean, to me, this is a team that's clearly. We talked about teams that overachieved, underachieved. The Steelers underachieved. They had a lot of crap that happened with Le'Veon Bell. I thought James Conner filled in very admirably. That's a team that is capable of more than what they did. They had a three-game lead with six games to go, and they played themselves out of the playoffs. It is incredible to me. Uh, I mean, you this, lose to Denver by a touchdown. You lose to the Chargers you lose to the Raiders, by three bro. you were crushing them. You lose to freaking Oakland Come on. by three. Come on. And then you lose to New Orleans on that fumble in the – Fan on PI. Yeah, stuff. It, a couple things go against them, but I mean, they had a chance to win at the end, and they blew that on their own court. Yeah, 
And they had but the you, claw just to beat Cincinnati just to know. even have a shot at getting in the how, playoffs. How did they end up with a nail-biter with the freaking Bengals, dude? Who was their quarterback? Driscoll? Yep, Jeff Driscoll. I mean, come on, yeah. man. No A.J. Green, no Andy Dalton. <laughs> no. And, yeah. Yeah, that was – they Pitt- didn't deserve to be in the playoffs, no. so I'm glad they didn't make it. Yeah, Pittsburgh's a weird team because the Steelers at their best. The Steelers at their best can run with anybody from either conference in the playoffs. You just don't know if you're going to get their best. You know? They're, they're, and, they're a strange I mean, team. And in that last little bit, like all those teams they lost to, they end up beating the freaking Patriots. I know. Of all things. Do, do you think, because there was some chatter that um, Juju Smith-Schuster being named the Steelers MVP may have helped trigger the meltdown scenario with A.B.? I... I don't know, dude. I it's, mean, it's always possible, but the thing is, is when you have a guy like AB who's used to being the center of attention at all times, you know, it's one of those things where if someone else gets all the glory and he's not properly uh, thanked or whatever, recognized the way he wants to be. I mean, I don't Maybe he was pissed if, if Juju gets the MVP, the team MVP nod after Juju fumbles, <laughs> you know, to go to the game. And he's like, what the hell is that, man? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, their stats were similar to a degree. I mean, Schuster had him in yardage and catches by four, but AB had the touchdowns. It's just what you know. What are you going to do? They both had hundred catch seasons. I mean, how many times do you know two wide receivers on the same team get hundred catches? Well, let's see how how long Mahomes plays. They might pad that up a little bit. Um, (laughs) Very true. You know, and it's a different league these days. that one's tough. I mean, I, I will say this about Pittsburgh. They do seem to have a knack for finding receivers. They they really do. That will, do. I don't I don't know what they're how they identify people and how everybody else seems to miss it, but they seem to have a really good knack for finding receivers. I mean, think about it. People forget about Martavis Bryant because that dude looked like he was going to be so ridiculously good. And he just, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> and he effed it up. He screwed it up, and uh, you know uh, that's on him. But I mean, that they, they i don't know, man. A A B. I I get the feeling that a lot of the off season, there's going to be a lot of Steeler stories, dude. There's going to yeah, be a lot of Steeler more stories. more than likely. And uh, I I don't know. I I think Tomlin is is safe, but at some point, that mm-hmm. magic carpet ride. If they can't get a handle on player personality and and personnel issues i mean that might just blow up i don't that one's tough that one's tough that one's real tough all right justin real quick yeah and you too randy all right of three players you if you could have two of them for pittsburgh Uh of roethlisberger ab and bell which two of the three would you want you mean for like a year or long term long term Long term, well, I'm gonna throw, from here on out. I'm gonna throw Ben out because he's, you know, he's closer to the net, to the end of the beginning. I think I'd get more time out of AB and Bell. So if I'm Indianapolis, apparently I'm trying to trade for Antonio Brown and get Le'Veon Bell because they have cap room. No, I'm just kidding. They do. I don't know if they I fit mean, the mold with Captain Andrew Luck though. <laughs> How's he? Good? How is Captain An- faux Andrew Luck or Captain Andrew Luck in a tweet Civil War? Era blast with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I don't know. We rang the bell over and over again. Uh, I, yeah, I think if you're Pittsburgh, it, that's a different thing. I mean, 
you know, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Jettison Big Ben? Come on. I mean, there are reports out there that he's as much of a diva as they are. Yeah, he might be. Well, I mean, he has a history of saying certain things. And he's closer to the end than he is to the beginning. He is, but, you know, who are you going to replace him with? I mean, I, I feel pretty confident saying that Big, that Ben Roethlisberger is going to be, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel very confident saying that. So I don't know how much longer he wants to play or is willing to play or his body will let him play. I um, think that is really going to be the question for him because he does take a beating and he's, mm-hmm. you can see how mm-hmm. well he really doesn't move compared to how he was when he was younger, but... Yeah, I agree. I would go. I'd have to go Bell and AB just because at least those are two p- puzzle pieces you can build around. Whereas with Ben, you might get him for a year or two tops, and those might not be the best years. They just drafted Mason Rudolph in the draft, so yeah. I don't know, man. That's that's a tough one. Uh, Roethlisberger has a little, a little bit of that clutchness in him, I think. Absolutely. So that, that's hard to replace, you know, because you can get a guy that that. Hi, Kirk Cousins. You can get a guy that like pad stats, but doesn't win in big moments. And Roethlisberger is one of big moments. Um, well, if you're you're Pittsburgh, do you call Minnesota and say, "Hey, I'll, for two first round picks, we'll give you Ben"? <laughs> no, that, and, that, that, but the thing is, for something like that to out. fly, the the air the the next guy behind Big Ben would have to be set in stone. Like this is the guy we want to groom to take over. That would be the only way you go and get someone like Ben, or if even the Steelers would even be willing to trade him. You have to have that guy you want ready to take over after Ben's done. Right. And, you know, I would think that, you know, kind of like, um, I think you can look back at people that kind of get moved late in their career. You know, they get a blip. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's two. But, I mean, he's he's close to being done. Because he was, what is it? It was Rivers, Roethlisberger, and Eli. Yep, mm-hmm. right. 2004 draft. Yeah. Is there any any other quarterbacks in that draft I've forgotten about? I think those are the only three guys still playing, but maybe I'm missing somebody. Mm, let's find out. I think you're right, because Alex Smith and Rodgers were the next year. Mm-hmm. And Breeze was, I believe, the year before, or two or three years before. Him and Brady were 2000, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I'd, have, I'd have to double check that, but, you know, I I don't know, man. I think at the end of the day, it's just we're going to look back on this era of Pittsburgh and we're going to say, how did they not accomplish more? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, I think, lays at the feet in part of Tomlin uh, and then on the players and and just the franchise in the front office. They clearly can identify talent. Now, the defense isn't as good as it has been in years past, but they've had their moments. But that offense, man, to, to do as many things as they've been able to do and to, to not win consistently, you know, and again, to play themselves out of the playoffs because they had it. They were in position. And this is, you have to give credit to Baltimore for for t- stealing that damn division from them, man, for stealing that division. And then for, for Pittsburgh just coming up short, just a shame. Unless you hate the Steelers, then it's, Freaking fantastic. I don't hate the Steelers, but I know plenty of people that do. <laughs> I don't hate the Steelers. Uh, I just, I'm fine, fine with them not being in the playoffs because some of their fans are a little overbearing, similar to Cow- Cowboys fans. Oh, no, 
you surely you jest. <laughs> By the way, there's only one other quarterback from that draft class that is apparently still on a team. Who? Matt Schaub. Oh, yes. The, the other quarterbacks from that draft class, let's see, J.P. Lossman, uh, Luke McCown, wow. Jim Sorgi. Oh. Sorgi. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of no-namers that are definitely no <laughs> yeah, probably no. out of the league after the first year. B.J. Simons? I mean, come on. Come on, dude. Maybe Cody he, Pickett, man. Maybe he can play in the, uh, what was it, the AAF or the AFF or I don't know, whatever. Matt Mock? <laughs> XFL next year, dude. There you go. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't oh. wait. I tell you what, man. I tell you what. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break, and uh, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers, let's go ahead and <laughs> wrap this segment up. Uh, enjoy enjoy your break, Pitt. No, I'm just kidding. I, I like you guys, but for it's real, man. Underachieving this year, man. Minnesota, Pittsburgh, for damn sure the Redskins, but they have injuries. I don't I don't know that people expected the Giants to be that good. But Atlanta, Carolina, Carolina definitely, but injuries played into that. Atlanta, absolutely underachievers, but injuries, you know, they played into that. Green Bay, complete underachievers this year by far. And uh, injuries really didn't hurt that team that much. No, it just suck and hurt that team. <laughs> <laughs> and they made coaching change because of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let me, let me look up NFL standings. Uh, Chiefs definitely overachieved. For sure. Let me go ahead and pull this up. Chargers, I think, overachieved. Broncos, definitely underachieved. Raiders, definitely underachieved. Jets, nobody thought was going to be good. Bills, nobody was worried about. Dolphins, they, they deserved it for everybody to get fired. For I sure. I think they overachieved for being a 7-9 and nine team. Yeah, but they, they, when they lost, they lost ugly, man. This is very true. They lost ugly. Browns, I, I don't want to say overachieved, but damn, Browns I are- like... I like that future. They I overachieved. Like they... The come on, man. The Browns overachieved. They they went seven eight and one, and arguably should have been at least eight and eight. They overachieved. Rookie yep. quarterback. They overachieved. Particularly if they if they could have gotten rid of Hugh Jackson before any of the games were played, they overachieved. Um, once I got rid of the albatross known as Hugh, preferably like in February. Yeah, I I, I think that Hard Knocks kind of had the writing on the wall that Hugh was definitely not going to stay there. Mm. So let's see, the Ravens overachieved, I think, um, particularly yes. once Lamar Jackson w- that took over. The Steelers clearly underachieved. They were on the borderline. Bengals are just, they, they do what bang- the Bengals do. The Jaguars, there's a great team that underachieved. You go from being a Super Bowl contender to being 5-11. and 11. Well, Blake Bortles is your quarterback. and per- now, Perhaps uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey spoke too soon on the uh, article before the season. Well, they, they, they put targets all over themselves, man. All that all that brashness, all that attitude. Dude, if, if you talk that much junk, you sure as hell better be ready to back it all up. They were not. Bortles has got to go. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Are they trying to run Leonard Fournette out of there with Coughlin going after his, his guaranteed money? For that suspension, I don't. I get the feeling he, that they're he's going to appeal that, and he'll probably win that. Uh, I don't know how they're going to successfully take that money from him, but uh, what well, are, they, are they trying to trade him? Do they want to cut him? I don't know why else you try to take that money from him. 
Because that's bad blood you know, right there, dude. <clears throat> that's I'm bad sitting blood. there looking at the quote from Tom Coughlin, and he mm-hmm. went after both Fournette and uh, TJ Yeldon. And so their behavior was very unprofessional yeah. during the last game. And that's a guy that, you know, he's pretty much. He's old know, school. He's old school, but, you know, it's do your damn job type of stuff, you know? So, I don't know. Maybe Fournette needs to grow up. Or, as Shannon might say, if Winamp wakes up. Wake up. Get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! <laughs> That's right. There it is. Both A double dip for both guys. A double dip, That's man. That's right. Yeah, so Jaguars definitely underachieved. I don't know. I'll be curious to see how that plays out because that that's that's a bold move to go after to go after a player like that. The guaranteed money, that's a that's a dangerous thing because that's a signal to other players. It's a signal to free agents. You know what I mean? And you can certainly be critical of the suspension and what he did to do that. Maybe he hasn't lived up to the expectations. That's fine and fair, but. That that's a dangerous thing to do. Now, if if he is the essentially the you know they make an example of him for whatever reason, and that's how Coughlin imprints some personality and persona and some toughness on the team. That's one way to do it. But that's a that's an interesting guy to to essentially like vilify. That's tough. Let's see. Cowboys, eh, I, I guess they overachieved the smidge. Eagles are, they underachieved, but they're in the playoffs, so the rest is up to them. Redskins are crap from 6-3 and three to 7-9. and nine. Thanks, assholes. The Giants, I feel like they <laughs> lost games on purpose, which they might as well. The Rams, I, I don't know. I don't know that, I mean, the Rams didn't overachieve. I, 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 they're strange to me. I feel like the defense is going to screw them in the playoffs. See, I'm so very strange. well made. Yeah, they're weird. Having such a great defensive line, they allow so many rushing yards. I know. I just I feel I feel like the Rams are somehow their their defense is going to screw them in the playoffs. It's going to be one of those games where like golf has a bad game and they really need to you know what I mean like they really need the defense to be good and they're 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 just going to choke it out. Uh, maybe they prove me wrong, but I just I don't know. I, I I'm not feeling like I can trust them. Um, Seahawks overachieved, 49ers, I didn't expect them to be a playoff team or anything. The Cardinals, we knew were going to be terrible, so they didn't underachieve. They just didn't achieve. That's, that's the Arizona way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, in my estimation, I would say the Niners underachieved a little bit, but I also, but losing Garoppolo so early in the season. Yeah. If, if, if it's the expectations of what the team could have been with Garoppolo, they underachieved, but that he's hurt at that point, you don't know what they're going to be. So... Four Given and the 12. amount of fight that team had, though, I was really they happy did. with them. They did. The, that that team that team had uh, they gave people games, man. I'm not saying week in week out everything was beautiful, but they didn't roll over and quit. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of fight in them. Mm-hmm. That's good. You need that. Bears definitely overachieved. Vikings underachieved. Packers were crap. Lions were crap. Saints were good. We figured they'd be good. And that's it. And the, the Buccaneers were terrible. I can't believe they're going to stick with Jameis Winston. Good luck with that, guys. Um, well, technically, they may not. It depends on who uh, they bring in as head coach. He may not like him at all and just get rid of may him. May not. That'd be a bold move to rip court out of that one. Mm-hmm. I would think a new coach might be willing to, to give him one year, but probably going to be a 
the proverbial short leash. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Real short. Real short. So we'll see. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break, uh, and we'll wrap. we got to wrap 17 in playoffs and CFP and then get the heck out of here. Let's take a quick break to stretch our legs for a second and top off our beverages. Plus, we need to salute a clock, man. We need that. All right. uh, We're the sports. We can find us on uh, (laughs) Home Feed on Podbean, certainly live sportscaster.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Keywords of sports and brew. There's multiple ways to find us. I think rando things like play us off our feed and send us into all kinds of rando sites. So it's okay, man. Keywords, sports and brew, you'll track us down. If you like sports and you like beer, you're in the right spot, man. We certainly do. Yep. No no lie there. Hell yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And uh, yeah. Anyway, so we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, man. Cool. All right, I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And you know what? I tell you, man, we got lost in some conversation there. I think we need to go ahead and raise a glass, uh, do a couple of salute of clocks, man, as we uh, uh, ring out 2018 and celebrate uh, 2019. Man, I tell you what, dude, I'm enjoying a uh, mighty tasty flying dog, the Truth Imperial IPA. And I had one that got a little warm, so I threw it in the fridge, and I went ahead and Sleeved that thing up in a koozie and brought that in here. So I'm, I'm, I'm I got, I'm double clutching the truth right there. Uh, and then I also have a tasty beverage. I don't know if it's not quite a Rod Gardner, but it is a certainly sufficiently strong. Let's see. Let me go ahead and pull this up. I gotta have the name right, man. I've got some Eagle Rare Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey up in that bad boy. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. I know. That? I've heard of Eagle Rare. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good, man. It's uh, okay. It's getting the job done, son. <laughs> that that's you know that's all we ask. Mm. That's all we ask of our alcohol is to get the job done. Get the job done, man. Do your job. Do your job. I like my al- my I like my alcohol I, 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 alcohol to go. Bill Belichick, man. Do your job. <laughs> <laughs> and not hurt me too much the next day. I don't need on the shit Cincinnati. I don't need that. <laughs> Don't like we were today. Yeah. Dude, dude. Thanks, New Year's. Man, I tell you, the, the post-New Year's celebration, man, I felt like I was a compressed natural gas factory. It was, <laughs> it was dangerous, man. And by the way, on on on, uh, on New Year's Day, man, never trust a fart. Never. No, can't do it. <laughs> Just, can't, can't do it. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Because you, you, you don't know what might break. You don't know. What might break free, bro? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know what might erupt. You got to be careful. <laughs> so, Justin, what you're saying, and you know where I'm going with this, you, you're saying we can't let it go. Bro, no. You, you, got, you cannot break containment. You cannot break containment. No. Okay? You can't let that one go. go. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Because let me tell you what. If Can't you, hold it in anymore. No. Because if you don't happen to be, if you're not at the correct facility for your needs, there is no way. There's no way, bro. Uh, beat me to the punch. I was just, thinking of something. Look, save, save the streaking for Will Ferrell. <laughs> not your pants. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, that's li- it's one thing for Seattle to live dangerously. It's another thing on New Year's Day. Don't trust a fart. 
Can't do it. <laughs> can't, can't do it. <laughs> uh, can't poo it. Can't poo it. Anyway. But. There's, there's your sports brew uh, poop PSA of the day. Hold on. We, <laughs> we got one more, dude. Mm. If that dingleberry's hanging, you know what you got to do. You got to shake it off. It's not going to be all right. <laughs> it's not. Anyway, right, people are probably like, New Year's Day, there's going to be a dingleberry to shake off. Let's be like, honest. No, <laughs> no, no. How do these a holes keep using the same song? <laughs> what? <laughs> Said, trust me on that one. There was not a dingleberry to shake off. Salute o'clock. What you got, McGuffin? All right. I'm running the triple option tonight. Oh, dangerous. Yes, sir. Just like Seattle. There you go. Uh, I'm going with a vintage for this collection. The 2017 Christmas morning from Hardywood. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also rolling with a Kentucky brewery. You mean a 2018 vintage in 2019? Right. Well, I'm drinking the 2017 in 2019. Oh, Whoa. Uh huh. Yeah. Man. But I'm also going with uh, Country Broy. Country Broy. Jesus Christ. Now I'm drunk already. <laughs> Country Boy Brewing. Say that five times fast. Uh, the Shotgun Wedding and the Nate's Coffee Stout. Nice. So. Country Broy, man. You gotta look Country out. Country <laughs> That's the knockoff version. Don't buy that one. There you go, McGuffin. Come on, sing it loud. West Virginia. No, it's Brass Virginia. (laughs) 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 Anyway. (sighs) Enough of that. Good beverages, good beverages, good beverages. What you got, Randy? Well, I decided to dig through the fridge to see what we had left, if anything decent. And I actually still found uh, the uh, the stone and no effects uh, pumpkin drublick. There you um, go. So that's uh, always tasty. But I also, after last night, I discovered the well, not discovered, but in you know, rekindled my love for cherry vodka. I had some nice mixed drinks actually uh, with that last night. So I figured, ah, eh, my Mountain Dew need a little something extra. So I put some. Uh, some good old cherry vodka, and I got myself like an adult code red going on over there here. There you go. Nice. Well played, sir. Mm. Thank you. You know what was not well played? Was, was the opening round of the CFP. College football playoffs. What the hell was that crap? <laughs> Just that. Crap. It was crap. Notre Dame. Y'all are killing me. <laughs> Oh my god! Somebody let them know to show up. Oh, dude! And uh, by the way, is it me, or is uh, Clemson's uh, Hunter Renfro been in college for like about fifteen years, man? Playing for Clemson, dude. Two years ago, I thought he was going to get drafted by the Patriots, <laughs> and he was just a sophomore. 
Oh, hilarious. Oh, that actually became like a, a like a, a topic of, you know, conversation on Twitter. Kind of funny. But uh, anyway. I mean, he, he's going to New England, right? You'd think. Is there any doubt? Come on. Redshirt senior. How often do you hear that? <laughs> not often. Yeah, not very. <laughs> not often, man. Not often. But uh, look, man, I, I'm not going to lie, man. I was pretty disappointed with the uh, Clemson, Notre Dame, and uh, Alabama, Oklahoma. I, I expected a little bit more out of that. I, look, man, I know Oklahoma kind of closed the gap a little bit and made the score a smidge more respectable. And I don't know. Notre Dame just never seemed to recover. Who was the guy that got hurt, hurt his head, the DB? Ah, Julian Love. But once that guy went out of the game, dude, I mean, Trevor Lawrence absolutely embarrassed them, man. But uh, yeah, Lawrence just he had himself a day. I mean, I, I was bar hopping that day, but every time I went to a bar, that dude was throwing a touchdown pass. I mean, my, it was my, ridiculous. My lord, dude. I, I mean, I kind of had it on in the background, and it just—I don't know—it felt. I kind of—I didn't feel good about Notre Dame when that game was, you know, in the early part of it. And then as as it went on, and, and I mean, Clemson just opened it up in the second quarter, dude. I was like, oh, yeah, all right, I don't need to watch this thing, man. I don't yeah. need to watch that. Not must-see TV. If you're a Clemson fan, must-see TV. If you cared about anything else other than that, you're like, eh, okay. I mean, that's a whoop. 30-3 to in a, in a bowl game is a whooping. In a national semifinal, yeah. that is an ass whooping. That's a whooping, bro. Yeah, you know. that's an embarrassment, by yeah. the way. Although I mean, Clemson got beat what thirty to nothing recently, so I mean, they understand. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough, and I, you know, what I, I hate to just dump on Notre Dame, and I know, I know that was an easy thing to do. Uh, and you know, look, here's the deal with the CFP: it, it's hard to make everybody happy anyway. Uh, you can make an argument argument about which teams got left out, and uh, Georgia didn't have a great showing today. I mean, Texas kind of whooped up on them. You know, they closed the gap late, but uh, maybe they would have played differently if they were in the CFP. I mean, who knows? It's just when you have an embarrassment like that, which Notre Dame did, and Notre Dame had their track record of coming up. Well, let's face it. They, they Kirk Cousins these things. Notre Dame comes up small. <laughs> they have historically, they just haven't fared well in big games. You know, in recent history, it's just not their deal. And, you know, I, I don't hate the Irish. I don't have any real attachment to the program. I'm not an Irish fan, you know, but I don't hate them either. But Lord knows when they were getting debacled by Clemson, man, Twitter was having an absolute field day, just crapping all over them. Oh yeah, you know, and some of that is is a reflection of Notre Dame getting a beat down, and then part of it is also very much about frustration with the four game, you know, the the teams that got into the college football playoffs. You know, whether or not you thought it should have been Georgia or Ohio State or you know, insert any other number of teams here. I mean, Notre Dame let you down. And so people look at that as uh, essentially treat them as as a fraud. But to be fair, I think at the beginning of the season we joked around about it. We figured it was Alabama and Clemson. Well, what do we have? Alabama I mean, and Clemson. All, exactly. We all called it. 
You know, I mean, I mean it, it's, it's what not we, like it was a su- surprise or anything the way no. they've been recruiting the last few seasons. You know, I mean, in a way, I mean, look, Notre Dame didn't play a conference championship game. Obviously, Clemson, they, they handled their business. So this served as a sort of de facto non-ACC championship game, championship game. <laughs> you know, Clemson was like, I mean, it, you know, they beat them down. Yeah. They beat them down. So yeah. it, it it's kind of fun on some level to see the people, you know, piling on. I, I kind of chuckled. I'm not going to lie. I laughed at some of them. And, you know, I like the... The eagle that landed on the dude's arm. And it was like, well. That was awesome. That was pretty sweet, except clearly that was a sign that they were going to get liberated from the CFP pretty quickly. I uh, mean, had the eagle, like, taken a giant shit on him or, like, ripped his <laughs> arm to shreds, <laughs> that would have been even better, but. Yeah. You know, that, that's just. I, I, I empathize, man. That's tough. But. If you're going to criticize the CFP, Notre Dame is the way that they have not delivered in big moments. It reinforces the flaw. And, yeah, uh, you know, I, I've seen people say, well, maybe we ought to go back to just, you know, having the best two. Uh, granted, you, usually you leave out somebody. And one thing this does is it lets you settle it on the field. And Alabama and Clemson showed you, bar none, that those are the two teams that deserve to be playing for the championship of the four that were selected. Right. And that the problem right now is, is that a lot of us would like to see this expanded to eight, Mm -hmm. but those two teams are so dominant. I don't think they'll expand it to eight at this point in time. Well, even if it was six, even if it was six and you gave Alabama, I mean, clearly Alabama and Clemson are your one and your two, you know, even if you did six and you said, okay, one and two get a buy. And then four, you know, the the other four teams play, and that's who gets to play. You know, so what I mean? you get like Ohio State at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. and then uh, who was fifth? Georgia, Georgia, and uh, Oklahoma. Ooh, rematch of last year. So, I mean, that would be fun. Yeah, I mean that that would ease a little bit of it. You know, I mean uh, this year if you did eight. And I, I don't remember who, you know, a few weeks ago we, we did the, you know, here's our here's our eight and here's the matchups. But, you know, you figure if you did eight this year, you figure it's Alabama, you know. And this, I'm going to reference a tweet here that Jason McIntyre put out. So, uh, and this was his this, this was his listing on it. But uh, he said if you did eight teams, this is how he had it broken down. He had one Alabama versus eight UCF at large. Mm-hmm. Number four, yep. Number four, Oklahoma versus number five, Ohio State. Number three, Georgia at number six, Notre Dame. And number two, Clemson at number seven, Washington. So we might end up with the exact same thing, which is Alabama and Clemson. But, you know, you wouldn't have this gigantic lag, you know, a month off or a month to prepare. Um, Maybe that would be better. But, you know, whether it's six, whether it's eight, and it cannot be more than eight. It it just, it can't. No, No. It can't be more than eight. It is the absolute ceiling. I would be okay Absolutely. with six. Four is not enough. Six, I could live with six with a bye. Um, eight, I think, is where it's going to end up because then you get your power five, you have some out-larges, and you, you give teams at least a, the margin, a little margin of error if they're like Georgia and Alabama, you know, where you have two great teams coming out of a conference and, you know, if someone doesn't win the conference championship – I mean, granted, 
I th- we we knew it, like Georgia had to beat Alabama, and Alabama still would have been in. Had Georgia won, Alabama was still in. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. Alabama was uh, Alabama was in no matter what. <laughs> just n- nothing would change my mind on that. But I don't know, man. I, I'm just disappointed. I, I I was hoping one of those games would 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 be good and be really compelling. Um, I mean, Alabama, quite frankly, just looked like they just dominated the crap out of that early. I know Oklahoma kind of closed the gap a little bit late, but it felt like every time they teased them, Alabama could put points on the board if they needed to. You yes. know what I mean? So it, it it never felt really in doubt. It never really felt like they truly threatened them. It just felt like Alabama took their foot off the gas a little bit and toyed with them. I mean, to me, that's what that felt like. They toyed with them because they could. Yeah, I mean, it was the fourth quarter. It was like 14-14 on the scores, and it was just Oklahoma would score. Alabama would be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Oklahoma would score. Alabama would be like, yeah. Yeah, all right. You know, just we'll let you hang around, but we're not going to let you get within single digits. No. You know? I mean, look, Oklahoma's first three possessions ended in punts. At that point, Alabama was up 21 to nothing, and they had 191. This was the yardage total at that point. 191 to zero. Oklahoma, (laughs) Oklahoma had zero. Dean Wormer approves. Zero point zero. Yep. So, eh. I mean, look, I was with a, a good buddy of mine, and you know, I, just a quick shout out to my buddy. He and mm-hmm. his wife, you know, they were expecting their first child, mm-hmm. and when we left on the thirtieth, I looked, I looked at my, my my cousin, who my best friend married into my family, which is really cool. One of my best friends married into my family. And I uh, said, you know what? You keep cooking, and we'll see you. You know, we'll see you next year. Well, the baby decided to come the next day. <laughs> <laughs> she was due February, but the baby decided, yeah, New Year's Eve, I'm coming. So, uh, congrats on the uh, uh, the tax break. Um, yeah. So, congrats to my buddy Benji, my cousin Megan, on their first child. They haven't named named her yet. But uh, four pounds, six ounces. Of course, she's a preemie at that weight. Yeah. But uh, congrats to them. But yeah, we were watching that game. It just, it's just like it's just like Alabama just toyed with them. You know, I I, I told you guys in the chat like if Oklahoma was going to win that game, they had to put seventy on the board. Yeah, they had to put a lot up, man. Because I. I honestly felt like Alabama, if they wanted to, could have put 60 on there easily. But, you know, 45 is pretty good as well. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want to show everything you're going to do. Yeah, because you know Clemson's hovering. You know, yeah. Clemson's already won at that point in time. And, you know, you milk the clock, don't show them everything. Because I'm sure Clemson knew that they couldn't show Alabama everything. Right. You know, because they had it was twenty three to what twenty three to three at the half, and they only scored a touchdown in the second half. That's that's by design. Well, I mean, it's look, one of those look. things where it's like you don't need to fully unload the clip. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, yep, you, you don't have to. You don't have to let it all out because it's you. You just don't need to. You're in control of the game. So yeah, you're going to unload the clip on January seventh. Yes, that's well, that's when that's going to when happen. there's no other game to play and it is completely all or nothing. 
Then you then you unload. Mm-hmm. But don't don't waste. Don't nope. waste. And those are those two teams, man. And that wasn't even a, a, a fully a full deck for Clemson. Nah. I forget the player that had the oh God, I wish I could remember the name of the substance or whatever, the trace amounts that he got dinged for, but is he going to be back for uh, that DL? Is he going to be back for the championship game? Dude, no, dude, that's he's, done. He's suspended for a year. Oh, wow. Dunzo. Mm. I mean, he's Dunzo. I guess he's Dunzo for his career at this point. So, I mean, that's one of the uh, first round, supposed first round picks that's gone. But, I mean, <laughs> Clemson, as they have done for the last few years, has dropped, or excuse me, has recruited well. So, Next man up, probably mm-hmm. another first round pick, and they'll be just fine. I mean, they still got three of the four first round picks on that line, and that's going to be interesting because, you know, Tua against that Georgia Georgia defense struggled because mm-hmm. they got in his face and he couldn't do too much. So that Clemson defensive line, man, all those guys are first round picks. So you you can't mess around. Well, he seemed so much better um, after a little bit of rest and you know the treatment and you know whatever whatever else they did to his ankle, whether he had surgery, whatever they did, and him getting some rest. I mean, the dude was on point, man. Yeah, but let let's let's not you know think about this too much because the Oklahoma defense was about as good as single ply toilet paper. Oh, they were crap <laughs> for sure. So let let's let's not go too far over. Pretty I mean, pretty fly oh, for a one ply. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Oklahoma's defense and Clemson's defense. That's that's two two different, two different animals. Beasts, right I understand. There. I understand. I'm just you're, saying. You you're know. talking triple ply versus single ply right there. Yeah, you're talking Costco versus Dollar General. I get it. That's right. That's right, brother. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Little, I get it. Little cushion, little cushion there. L- little so. cushion to tush versus you know little. an accidental finger slip ding dong. I get it. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Why must all roads lead back to single ply? Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's not chocolate on your finger. <clears throat> Sorry. No. Oh, especially after New Year's. <laughs> It's <laughs> the wrong kind of rum shaker, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, well played there, Captain. <laughs> oh, that's not the right Sir Mix a lot, baby. Got back. That's that. That's that punk cover, man. What the hell? Oh my god! Come on. Oh, here we go. Billboard hits. This has to be correct. Billboard top hits, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, there it is. Let's save that playlist. I need to get rid of the punk. I mean, I like the punk version of it, but that's that's not what we want, man. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Anyway, no one ply. It's dangerous. 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 All right, what was the point of this whole conversation? Where are we going? You want to Clemson, call it, Alabama. Clemson, you, you want to call our shots? We, yes. All right, let's call our shots. 
Shannon, go ahead and uh, lead off, bro. What you got? Well, look, uh, the obvious choice, as we uh, pretty much this entire podcast run that we've had at this point in time from 2012 to now has been Nick Saban, Alabama. Yes. That's the choice. But give me Clemson in the upset. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like the defensive line. I like that defense. And I don't know, man. I just I, I think the Georgia game gave me pause about this Alabama team. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can get into a space and give him pressure and get him off balance, I think you have an opportunity to win. And I think Clemson's defense is the only other defense other than Georgia that has the opportunity to do it. And Georgia should have been able to finish the job, but I think Clemson will finish the job. So Clemson is Leslie Jones' umbrella, and Alabama is Chrissy Teigen's face. Correct. And bam, there's going to be a collision. There's going to be a collision. Okay. Look – the obvious choice is Alabama. Of Don't course, get me the wrong. Easy, the easy choice is Alabama. The easy choice is Alabama. Right. I, I think Clemson will cover. Uh, I have, let me look at the spread real quick. But so you, uh, you will take Clemson to cover. Period. But you you are pulling for Clemson to win this game. Yeah, I'll take them okay. to win the game. Okay. I mean, I'm probably I'm probably wrong at AF. But, nah, you know. I mean, the, 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 I mean to me, look, they're the two best teams in college football. They are. You know, and this is one of those things. That it's just how do the matchups play out? Maybe who has issues with a turnover or two? You know, how do they get their points and, and who can and control Tra- the game? So Trevor Lawrence is one hell of a quarterback. And it's yeah. Alabama uh, by six. And I, easily I'll take Clemson to cover that. I believe that's an easy cover okay. for those that like to bet. Okay. Uh, Clemson plus six. Uh Fifty nine and a half is the total. I'll take the over. Um, probably wrong in both of those, but you know, whatever. <laughs> dude, well, that, I don't bet. That's all right. It's I, just for fun, man. It's for entertainment it value, dude. Entertainment purposes Entertain- only. Entertainment purposes only, man. That's it. All right, Randy, what you got, buddy? It's like it's like watching Whitfield try to pick up a chick in a bar, man. It's just entertainment purposes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Well, you're not wrong. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> not really. <laughs> anyway. Not really. Uh, not really. All right. Well, okay. I'm going to I'm going to go with my pick here based off of different <laughs> something different here because uh-huh. let's be honest, I'm not watching this game. I can't. Come on. I mean, I'm I'm just tired of seeing the same two teams in a championship game. I can't help it. Anyway, here, and this is why I'm going to pick this. I don't, from an NFL standpoint, I don't see the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Right. So I'm going to go with Alabama. Ah. Oh. I, I see where I see what you're doing there. He's going with some trends, man. Uh, Randy's mm-hmm. out here dropping some metrics on people with his picks. He is. That's that. well played, sir. Yeah. I, I Randy, if you want to drop that on people that don't know. Any year that the Patriots win the Super Bowl, Bama doesn't win the national championship, and vice versa. Don't screw us, Randy. 
Don't jinx this. No, I'm just kidding. Don't jinx it. <laughs> oh, so what? So we're going to have Patriots and Alabama winning titles this year? Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know, no. man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, my God. That's all we need. It's like, oh, there there goes that trend. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> wild. Well, I, look, Alabama's run of, of, of dominance has been so good. It's just, you know. I laugh when Nick Saban takes a set of the headphones and blows them up. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you've been so good for so long, man. Come on. No, I, I hear you. And and I'm torn on this. Um, what What's that? Two to one? Right? They've done Alabama's three. one, two, and Clemson's one, yeah. one. Yeah. So, and then the other one was a semifinal game, right? Yeah, that yeah. was, what, last year? Yeah, that was last season when Alabama won that one pretty easily. So, oh, man. Because the two I, national title games were so close. Yeah. Both of them. And, and um, any Alabama yeah. hater, uh, y'all owe Deshaun Watson a high five. Um, uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on this. I mean, I, I think the easiest pick is to say Alabama. I, I do. Um, and I don't know. I Both of these two, these two teams have been so good. For such a big chunk of time in the sports world. You know what I mean? It's one thing to be really good for a year or two. It's another thing to, to really dominate. And <laughs> to have built a program of sustained, continued, high-level success. And both of these guys have done so. Yeah. And, and again, I would say, dude, Clemson fans don't... <laughs> Stay in your lane, dude. Don't be ticking Dabo off, dude. Just don't. Don't. Um, why? Like, why? Just don't. Don't. Seriously, why? Yeah. Why Why would you do that? Just don't. I think I would be interested to see Clemson knock them off, but there, there's no underdog. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no underdog in this story, dude. There, there's no, like... You know, David Goliath thing going on. They're they're just two Goliaths. Yeah, I mean, it's the, two, it's the two big boys. The last yeah, past, I mean, past four seasons. It's what it is. So, I think what after the crap that was the semifinal games, the best best case scenario to me is that you have a, a game that is just fully back and forth all the way through the damn thing and it's last team last possession last score wins you know and, and if we get that i i think whoever wins just give me a really compelling good game the easy choice is alabama i like tua and i think that the wild card is even if they get into his face let's say they hurt him and knock him out you get hurts coming in dude exactly you know i mean it, it's just I mean, that's incredible. So, I, I think Clemson would be a little bit more compelling as a champion, and maybe that's what I, I root for, just for fun. But I think the easy the easier pick is Alabama. But I, I, I want to say I'll take... I, I kind of want to take the under. I kind of want to take the under. And I want to take Alabama. But I think I'm going to pull for Clemson. Okay. So... Although, is that what you did, Shannon? I took Clemson and the over. You took Clemson, well, you took Clemson to cover and the over for the point total. Correct. Right? 
All right, I'll take the under for the point total. I'll take Clemson to cover. And you took Clemson to win? Yeah. Well, you got the Browns all wrong, so I'm taking Alabama now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, like we said, I, I, I'm going against the grain here. We all pretty much know who will probably win this game. Alabama. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going against the green at this point. Yeah, no, that's, it's, that's it's okay. all it is. Um, I, I think Clemson is very capable, and I, I think Clemson can win. It's just it's really really hard to bet against Saban, Alabama, and his, and his headset. But um, I will right. say it, but I will never put out the money to do it. Right. Okay. If that, if that tells you what you need to understand yeah. about this. You know what? I, I guess for funsies, I'll flip a coin. I don't know. I'll, I'll go with Clemson then. Okay. Because Randy's taking Alabama, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. So I'll take Clemson, and then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll send Penny rando tweets during that game when Clemson's doing well. <laughs> Uh, for anybody that doesn't know Randy's wife is a South Carolina fan well she's from South Carolina and she went to one of the satellite campuses and she is a she is a a game cock so I will I will send and God bless by the way I had to I only sent her one because I was busy with other stuff but uh the cat the UVA (laughs) South Carolina man I sent her a message that was ridiculous (laughs) I I sent her a message in that bowl game and I was like Go Cavs! Wahoo! Wah! She was like, really? Aww. She was like, really? That's a way to piss her off. I laugh. Well, you know, my wife is from Charlottesville, so even though yeah, I have no attachment, makes sense. I have no attachment to UVA. My wife does, since you grew up in the area, and so that it was just kind of funny. But I mean, that that program has been crap for a long time, so it's good to see them uh, do well. That's a that's a nice victory. That's a nice victory. <laughs> Anyway, that's funny. Oh, uh, side note, going back to Hunter uh, Hunter Renfro real quick. I did like this uh, this one, um, and I chuckled. Uh, let's see. Here you go. Hold on. Let me go back to it. Uh, Hunter Renfro chatting with teammates like, quote, you think these Notre Dame receivers are good now? You should have seen me when we played against Tim Brown and Paul Horning. <laughs> End quote. Oh, that's wow. hilarious. That that's hilarious. Fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. I love all the people dropping the old man blast on Hunter Renfro. Uh, <laughs> Those are absolutely... Damn. I think one of, one of my favorite ones. God, I hope I have the soundboard pulled up. Let me flip through real quick. Oh, I don't? Oh, that is such a rampant disappointment. Here, actually, I know where that soundboard is. I'm going to go right to it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hunter Renfro be like... <laughs> Come after me! I'm a man. I'm forced. <laughs> <laughs> so Unfor- unfortunately, you know, we're that age where we could be saying that too. Shut up, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so Randy's taking Alabama. Shannon, you're taking Clemson. I really want to take Alabama, but I guess for fun, I'll just I'll just take Clemson. 
Just for fun. I hate. I hate to. I hate to agree with Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as far as far as points go, I'll take the over because I know it's. I don't think there's going to be much of defense in this game. I think it's going to be a pretty much balls to the wall. This is probably one oh. of those. Whoa! This is probably one of those that's going to be like all slug it out for a little bit, and then it gets bananas. You said, yeah, balls. That's probably what's going to happen. It's going to be all. It, it's it's going to be on bad beats. You know what I'm saying? Like all yeah. of a sudden, like it's got to be right. Alabama and Clemson are going to blow up late. All kinds of craziness. Leroy! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um. Well, I guess we probably ought to call us where are we at. Yeah. Okay. We probably got to start calling our shots for the NFL playoffs, too. Just for good measure. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We'll tie up a couple thoughts real quick uh, on week 17. Then we'll call our shots for the NFL uh, wild card weekend. I can't believe we're at the playoffs, guys. This is unbelievable. It's crazy. Unbelievable, by the way. Oh, man. So weird. So weird. Uh, kudos to the Browns for giving the Ravens a hell of a game. Side note. And Lamar Jackson, I'll tell you what, man. That dude is fast as hell. Yeah, yeah. God, if you don't get some mitts and a hat on that guy, if there if there's a lane there for that dude, he is absolutely gone. He is so fast, dude. He is so freaking fast. It is ridiculous. Um, Michael Vick 2.0, man. Yeah, he's he's got jets, man. There there is no doubt about that. <sighs> a couple of things. Uh, number one, I love Baker Mayfield with that fake where uh, he kind of mm-hmm. it was in the third quarter. And he popped the ball up, looked like he was going to shovel pass it or whatever. Oh he, yeah, he popped it up to himself and then uncorked the bomb. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. That was fantastic. That was backyard stuff. <laughs> that dude. was absolutely great. Uh, that was a forty-eight yard bomb to uh, Landry, uh, and I think at that point it was twenty to fourteen. But. Um, a couple of things that stood out, and we talked about stuff we don't want to see in the playoffs. Okay, I don't want to see that crap defensive PI stuff. Either let it really be a defensive PI or swallow that damn whistle. Okay. Uh, another thing I don't want to see in the playoffs. All right. This is late second quarter. Ravens are at the goal line. Uh, Lamar Jackson goes up and stretches out with the ball, and he thought he he clearly thought he had crossed the goal line, but he didn't. And the Browns got a got a paw on that thing and popped that damn ball out of there. And that should have been 100% a scoop and score for the Browns. I mean, Jabril Peppers had that ball. He picked it up. And that, that dude was gone, man. That dude was gone. And the Browns were absolutely robbed of either a long return, but what I think almost almost without doubt would have been, a, would have, would have been like a 93-yard touchdown return on that fumble. Yeah. They, that, right. was, that was stolen from them. By the officiating. Uh, and then they followed that up with, I mean, a bomb to Jarvis Landry and a ball bounced off the dude's face. That's on that's on Landry, right? But he had the coverage beaten. But I, I really don't want to see a call like that. Look, if you're going to review a scoring play, don't blow the freaking whistle, dude. Let go. Uh-oh. I mean, I'm just saying, man. Disney, do, do Shannon's favorite thing. Yes. Okay? Let that play go. I'm saying, I know it because. was, a, I know it was a bang bang play. <laughs> let let him finish it out because if you're going to review it anyway, you know if it's not a fumble, that's done. 
But if it is a fumble, then the Browns actually get rewarded for stopping it, causing the fumble, and then returning the damn thing. They totally screwed. They, they screwed the Browns on that call. Oh yeah, they screwed them on that call. That's not to take away from what Baltimore did, but they screwed the Browns on that call, in my opinion. That could have been the perfect momentum changer that oh, sure. really pushed the Browns to actually winning that game. Maybe, maybe, but it, it changes the nature of the game. Um, you know, maybe Baltimore still wins it. Granted, I mean, you know, I mean, Lamar Jackson had a really, really fantastic touchdown run wiped out by a marginal holding call, but. You know, look, at the end of the day, the game was tight. I think the, the Browns played their out of their freaking heads, uh, out of their minds to keep that one close and to close that game back up. Um, you know, it was 26-24 in Mayfield's 27th touchdown of the season, which, by the way, is an NFL rookie record. And they had the ball late. The Browns had the ball late. They had opportunities. They had several close plays, and then it ended up on a 4th and 10 from the 39. I don't know. Maybe they should have kicked the field goal. Maybe they should have tried. I don't know. That's a long kick, though. The only um, problem with that was is the the kicker his his career long I believe was fifty four and the the kick would have been fifty seven. Oh yeah, and that 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 career long was high school, college, and pro. Oh yikes! Yeah, he had well. never kicked that long a field goal ever in his life. Well, maybe you try to draw him off sides. It, it, either way, I, I think that's really that last play is a big credit to C.J. Mosley, who you know I mean the Ravens were bringing the heat, dude. And so Mosley goes in, he's getting blocked. And so what does he do? He drops back into coverage. He jumps up, grabs the ball. You know, it's not that it was a bad read from Mayfield. I mean, it was just a really No, nah, it's just a good play. It was just an absolutely phenomenal play by C.J. Mosley. And Justin, I'm with you there because, you know, I'm watching that last little bit and I'm mm-hmm. like, why not give it a shot? But... If you're thinking about kicking it, why don't you run it on second or third down just to see what you can get? Right. No, you know, pop off a quick five or six, maybe even seven yards, mm-hmm. just to see what you can get on that. Defense. Well, they were so they were so close to the the field goal range stripe that they were shown on TV. Uh, you know, I mean, and granted, they they had a lot of things that were close, and and they had a, a couple of pretty big time plays to get down there, but th- they had their cracks at it. It, 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 yes. The Browns had opportunities. They had uh, several opportunities to get the ball closer. But the, they're going to be good, man. I, I I really do like their upside. I hope they don't blow it. Uh, there's a lot of lot of coaches got fired. There's a lot of open <laughs> open jobs in the NFL, dude. There's a ton. But as hard as that team's playing for Greg Williams, and is is the OC Kitchen? Is that his name? Yes, Dude, Freddie I, Kitchen. Freddie Kitchen. The you, uh, Alabama quarterback from the 92 national Bro, title team. I'm telling you, man, keep that thing together for a year. See what they do. I, I'm with you. See what they do. It, hire Greg Williams as the head coach and keep Kitchen on as the OC. Yeah. Uh, do what you got to do and uh, go from there. Look, l- let Williams be team attitude and defense and Kitchen just deal with Mayfield and the O. And if the, if they have a good good synergy and a good deal, I mean, it was dysfunctional as hell with Hugh Jackson. I mean, that that crap was a mess. Uh, yeah, but I'm t- but you see the way they banded together after yeah. that. I I think that coaching staff deserves and has earned at least a year. I don't know that they're going to give it to them. I don't know that that's going to happen. But I at this point, given their their the way they've played. 
I would, because I'd want to see if they can follow it up in year two. You know what I mean? I would give them one season. Yes. I'd give them the one season, and I would say it's incentive-based. Prove it to me. And if you prove it to me, then we'll go long-term. If not, mm-hmm. then we'll move on. I mean, because uh, what are they going to do? Bring in Mike McCarthy? Woo! Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you know. Jim Caldwell. Yay. Nice guy. But, no, I mean, Greg, Greg Williams, I think, for all of his faults, I think his persona and his personality, he probably has a relatively finite period of time where that's going to be really effective. Dude, run, run with it for another year. Why not? See what they do. Yeah. All about it. All about it. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, man. Cleveland. Good job. Good effort. So close. And Shannon owes, owes us beer. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Cleveland. I do need to send out payments, though. I was going to do that this week. Um, Enjoy those natty lights, boys. <laughs> hey, I don't think so, bro. Just kidding. If, if you show up with a six-pack of Peeber, I'm throwing you out my house. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't bring myself to buy that stuff, so don't worry. I'll, I'll buy quality stuff. Nah, it's all good. I know you're going to be fine. I don't have it in any real significant notes from Eagles Redskins other than I will say this. I, w- <laughs> I will say this. Man, Eagles fans totally took over FedEx Field. They, they not only ran the skins off of their own field from a football standpoint, they, they ran those fans out of there. Um, although actually to be fair, Dan Snyder really ran those fans out. Of there. Um, but uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. but you're not wrong. Uh, no, not wrong. Uh, I don't think I, I've seen anybody that sad about being green since Kermit the frog. <laughs> I mean, that, that stadium was atrocious, dude. And I, my last name is green and I was sad to see that it was absolutely <laughs> awful. It's absolutely. I mean, they booed. The Redskins got booed running onto their own field, man. They got booed running onto their own field, dude. They made that into an Eagles home game, dude. Dan Snyder, if that doesn't open your eyes, I, I nothing will. <laughs> nothing will, man. Oh, and and look, the Skins kept it close for a little bit. I mean, it was three zero until a. Uh, you know, late Foles touchdown to Jeffrey at the end of the first half to put the Eagles up 10-0. Uh, look, Foles had 25 straight completions during that game, tied an NFL record. And the only thing that really didn't go Philly's way was when Kerrigan sacked Foles late in the game. And, you know, Foles had, you know, bruised ribs. You know, but then Nate Sudfeld came in. Look, when, <laughs> when Nate Sudfeld comes in and drops a touchdown pass on you for good measure, <laughs> you know it's done, dude. It's done, man. It's over. It's over. I mean, that might as well have been Jim Sorgi rolling in there, dropping a touch on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. And, yeah, it's just awful. Look, let me tell you what. Last two seasons, Nick Foles facing elimination games. Now, this is three playoff games and two regular season games. Anybody want to wager a guess? Well, you know you know he's undefeated. He's 5-0. and You want to wager a guess? At the number of touchdowns he's had, or what his numbers might be as far as an average. Last two seasons, playoffs, three games last year, two games this year, 
elimination games. He's undefeated, 5-0. and oh. I'm going to say he's averaging 350 yards passing and four touchdowns. 12-3 to three touchdown ratio. 12 to 3 touchdown interception ratio, excuse me. 332 mm-hmm. pass yards a game, 74.5% completion percentage. <sighs> filthy. Just good just, lord. Just filthy, dude. <laughs> just filthy. Kid, kid's pretty good in clutch. Yeah, man. He's <sighs> definitely earning that moniker of Big Dick Nick. Yeah, <laughs> at, least, at least in Philly. I, you <laughs> know, <laughs> for sure. I don't know, man. Redskins. But I mean, what does that say about him in general? If, if he even, I mean, does he resign with Philly or does he make that? How you know, see if he can, you know, How, how's he going to resign in Philly, man? You know, if, if they're if they're going to ride, if they're on, you know, Pennsylvania, if they're on that trip, I mean, they can't. Not not unless Nick Foles is willing to do it at a heavily discounted rate, because that at some point you can't, they're not going to be able to pay Wentz and Foles. Right. So unless Foles is just like, yo, dude, I just love Philadelphia. I'm going to stay here. And every time Wentz gets hurt, I'm just going to come in and we're just going to rally up. I mean, I, I don't know. It's bananas. It's a strange phenomenon. And I, I just, I mean, Lord knows if Philadelphia somehow manages to get in and defend their title and win it again. I don't, I don't know how Wentz ever plays again in Philadelphia. I don't know, dude. Tough. Uh, that's 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 such a loaded deal. There's a lot of football left. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I will say I do like Philadelphia's chances against Chicago. Um, all right, let's polish off a couple of things. Uh, quick uh, tip of the cap to Patrick Mahomes, second quarterback with 5,000-plus yards and 50-plus touchdowns in a single season. Obviously, Pey- Shannon's favorite. Peyton Manning is your other. And he's the third quarterback to throw for 50-plus touchdowns in a year. we got Peyton, Tom Brady, and now... Patrick Mahomes. So Chiefs wrapped up the one and obviously home field advantage. So we'll see how well that works for him. A couple other things. It's the lockdown week 17. The Patriots beat the balls out of the Jets. Woo! Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. So this is the ninth straight season they've clinched a first round bye. It's ridicu- ridiculous. And the t- I didn't realize this. The 12th straight season they've scored at least 400 points. Extending their own record. Damn. So I, you know, yeah, no, I don't know what the playoffs are going to hold for them. It's hard to be particularly optimistic about the Patriots, but I, I will stand by what I said earlier this year, and that's <laughs> you got to stomp them out. You know, you you have to stomp them out. There, there's just there's too much there. There's too much history. Wait. There's too much big game moments that they just you know until you take them out, you you can't take it for granted, man. You, Did you just go 2007 on us? How so? You do remember that when Strahan and the rest of the Giants were celebrating, they were like doing the stomp them out chant <laughs> No, their I, Super Bowl parade. I didn't remember that, but that's, yeah. hey man, fair point. But I mean, you just can't, dude. You, you got to stomp them out, man. You got to stomp them out. So we'll see if anybody's capable of doing that. I wouldn't be shocked if they win a game, but I I wouldn't hedge my bets on them going, you know, getting to the Super Bowl. But you yeah, never know. If they play the Colts, you know, the Colts will come in and uh, beat them. Just kidding, Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? They, that that just gave Lindy a huge laugh, by the way. Yeah, I think I think Lindy's just appreciating the misery of Steeler fans. I think is. <laughs> 
<laughs> in between, I, I think the, the the things that make him most happy at the moment are picking out a spoiler for his Tesla and laughing at Steelers fans' misery. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, when's their next game? Oh, uh, August? Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Good good job, good effort, guys. Uh, yeah, like legit. Uh, by the way, who the hell did freaking Blake Jarwin, dude? That tied in for the freaking Cowboys? What the hell, man? Well, Set- at least that was week 17, yeah. and it had zero fantasy impact yeah. for any of us. Seven receptions, a buck 19, and three touchdowns, bro. Ridiculous. Uh, I will say this, man. No Zeke, and the Cowboys didn't have to show up to play, but they did. They did. That was a fun game. And week 17 in the NFL is a weird thing. You get some strange stuff. But that was a really, really fun football game. Surprisingly fun football game to watch. Because I I'd had zero expectations for what that was going to be. But we got a lot of interesting highlights. You got Blake Jarwin, who? With <clears throat> just a monster stat line. You had Saquon Barkley with a completely ridiculous monstrous touchdown leap right inside the five. It felt like he was in the air for this huge chunk of time. Going up, I mean, it, it just felt like he was like going up for a dunk. You know what I mean? Like That was a free throw line dunk, right? Except it was on a football field. He floated, right? It was just a weird thing to watch, man. Hell of a play. Kudos to him for that one. Managed to get the ball into the end zone for a touchdown before it, you know, the, the, it came out of his hands. Uh, Saquon Barkley, by the way, Third rookie in NFL history to reach 2,000-plus uh, scrimmage yards. So, kudos to you for that one. I'll let D-Stat knob slob on you later on for that. But He's definitely in some good company there. Yeah, extremely. Whew. The end of that game was pretty wild. Because you'd think the Cowboys... I mean, they didn't really have a lot to play for. Right? But one, <laughs> that was some guts, dude, on that one, man. They're down 35-28 late. Late fourth quarter. Cowboys ball, fourth and 15 from the 32. Dak gets away from a little bit of, you know, pass rush pressure, rolls out, and he throws just this wing and a prayer ass throw to Cole Beasley in the end zone. And Beasley does the classic, the classic Madden move. One knee equals two feet. <laughs> Brings that ball in, gets the knee down in the back of the end zone as he's going down to the ground. It was ridiculous. And, of course, they don't need any OT. Cowboys go for the win. People want conversion. They get it. Boom, done, bam, 36-35. That was a fun. That turned into such an entertaining game. And I had zero expectations that that was going to be an entertaining game. <laughs> so Yeah, when I saw that play with Beasley, I was just like, at first, the first thing across crossed my mind, I was like, oh, it's incomplete. The game's over. Then when I, then seeing the replay, I was just like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Holy shit, it was ridiculous. So, but yeah, and how un Jason Garrett like for them to go for two for go for the win? Well, it, it's because the game didn't matter. <laughs> they needed to practice some situational football, so why not? Why not? It paid off. Yeah, it did. Though the, I, mean, I do not envy their opponent in the playoffs this next weekend. So. The Seahawks. Yeah, I don't. I just like I'm. I don't envy them one bit. I'm just like, mm. I think. See, I think Seattle's going to be ramped up and ready for that game, especially since Zeke's now is like, oh yeah, I'm ready to run against these guys. I'm like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. You know what? Let's get to that in a second. We'll call our shots for the for the uh, wild card weekend. Uh, just a little, a quick tip of the cap for Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know if this is his last game, um, but I love that little one-handed touchdown grab he got from Rosen. Cardinals did get the Seahawks again. I I don't in the context of the Seahawks, I don't care about Week 17, but it was nice to see uh, Fitzgerald with a little smooth move. I I hope he's back. It's a shame he's, his team isn't better. It really, it really is. But the Cardinals played them tight. Uh, side note: I want to, I want to thank Matthew uh, Prater for throwing a uh, touchdown pass and a fake field goal to make sure that everything Packers related. When I'm suffering through the shit can that is the Redskins, that <laughs> Matthew Prater uh, ensured that my day on the Packers side of things would also suck fat balls. So thanks <laughs> for that. Uh, first career, <laughs> first career passing touchdown. And the uh, Packers, by the way, all kidding aside, Packers have had consecutive losing seasons for the first time since pre-Brett Favre. You want to talk about going back, dude. That's a long time, brother. And then to go back even farther, the Lions, this is the first time the Lions have had four straight wins over Green Bay since 1982. Wow. Yeah. If you want to talk about how far a franchise has fallen, there you go. Disgusting. Before we get to calling our shots, I do want to uh, tip of the cap to Kyle Williams. Uh, Played 13 seasons with the Buffalo Bills. Got to go out on certainly a bit of a high note as the Bills beat the crap out of the Dolphins. Uh, (laughs) It would have been nice to see him get to the playoffs, sure. But got a great send-off from his teammates. He got his first NFL reception. And I love this in the post game. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, he got the reception. He, you know, he's running and he gets tackled. And so in the post game, he says, "Man, I'm really glad that guy showed up and tackled me." But I think by the time he caught the ball, they were around around midfield, maybe around the forty. So Kyle Williams, he says he's really glad that guy showed up and tackled him because he's like, "Dude, forty yards never looked so far." <laughs> <laughs> big old, big old lineman just truck, and he was like, "Nah, I'm good, man." But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, hell of a career. You can always talk about wishing for more, you know, uh, team success, postseason success. But you know, football's a tough thing, man. You know, sometimes <laughs> team sport. This is a tough, tough, tough team sport. I mean, it really is because you can be a great player and you're just on a marginal team. And uh, he definitely had some lean years in Buffalo. But to see the love that dude got showered with, you know what I mean, by those fans, that that was fun. And we complain a lot about free agency and players leaving. Well, you know what? There you go. There's a player that didn't leave, that stayed his whole career. He could have gone somewhere else. Dude, don't, don't kid yourself. He could have left, and he yep. didn't. You know, he didn't. He stuck with that franchise. He stuck with that team. Uh, finished his career there. So certainly a tip of the cap and I'll raise a glass to you, Kyle Williams. Thanks for making me laugh. <laughs> I'm glad you finally got your first NFL reception, but well played, sir. Good career. Enjoy your retirement, man. Enjoy your retirement. All right. So let's go ahead and start calling our shots for wild card, uh, wild weekend, man. Let's get this right. Let's see if I can get these franchises correct as well. <laughs> <laughs> no more fails, man. No more name fails. All right, number one. Let's go Saturday, man. 
We got Colts versus what? The Texans. Hey, there you go. Uh, Shannon, I'm gonna let you lead off with this one, man. What are you looking? For? What are you looking for? What do you think is gonna happen? And you know, I know what you'd like to happen. So go yeah. ahead and call your shots, and you know, give us a little uh, little breakdown of this game, man. Well, look, I mean, last time they played, the Colts controlled everything. It was in Houston. All three games, Andrew mm-hmm. Lux looked pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, the entire time. So. I mean, if it's happened once, it's happened twice. I can't imagine it's not going to happen a third time. I like Luck and the experience he has in the playoffs already. You know, Deshaun Watson has never been in the playoffs. I don't think the moment's too big for Deshaun, don't get me wrong. But I I think with the way the Colts are playing, uh, I'm just going to take them. You know, the Houston, the, the back end of that defense hasn't played well. Uh, Ty, even though he's hurting, he's owned. Owned. Didn't he? Houston. Didn't he say his ankle was feeling a little bit better because they were playing the Texans? You know, it would probably shock me. He probably shouldn't have said it. <laughs> he probably shouldn't have said yeah, it. Yeah, because if he gets but. tackled, they may put a little extra salt or pepper on that tackle. So just just beware there, Ty. But I mean, the Colts. It, it's interesting, Justin. Uh huh. They can play ball control because, I mean, as if, if you watch that Sunday night game, they did mm-hmm. two. The first two drives of that game were 90-plus yards, mm-hmm. and they controlled the clock. Well, other than can, some mistakes, I mean, Tennessee had didn't have a lot going. I mean, if Andrew Luck didn't chug a thing of – I don't know, NyQuil or whatever before he threw that interception. Uh, vodka, uh, good Lord, help me think of some really bad shots here, guys. What What are some really bad shots that would make you make such a bad decision? I don't at know, that Harvey Wallbanger? I mean, right, because it's, if it's going to be like Civil War Andrew Luck, it's got to be something like named something random. So I'm going to go with a Harvey Wallbanger. Harvey Wallbanger, Okay. Uh, Randy, you got anything? I think what I'm looking for the most is to see if the Colts can continue with the confidence they've been building up on defense. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's really where they're going to win the game. As long as the defense performs well and can contain Watson. I, I think the offense will, will take care of itself just because it seems like T Y Hilton loves playing against the Texans. So, uh-huh. Yeah. A wee so bit. That, just a little bit. Well, but you also, get- I was going to say, also, Mac has been running the ball pretty well as of late. So I think that adds a nice new dimension to that offense mm-hmm. that's really going to help keep things balanced for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will say one thing to keep in mind um, when we talk about this particular matchup, you, you figure Andrew Luck's been, they, they've done a really good job of protecting him. What is it, about 18 sacks? Um, they've kept him pretty clean. Okay. Yeah. Think of the difference between the number of sacks that Luck has taken and the number of sacks that Deshaun Watson has taken this year. Correct. Now, you can argue play style, right? But Deshaun Watson, uh, I believe, has been sacked like a league high 62 times. Okay? So there's opportunity space. And if anything, you know, you'd like, well, not you'd like to think, but I think a reasonable expectation is that um, the Texans' O-line might do them in. So if the Colts do their job, right, 
get up in Deshaun Watson's face. And I, I like Watson, man. That that guy, some of the moves that dude drops when he's spinning around and doing stuff, man, just filthy. But give him a messy pocket and make it make it tough, dude. Make it real tough on that guy. Yeah. You know, bring the heat and get up in his grill. I mean, and, you he know, what? And, and if he and if he beats you that way, man, kudos to him. Yeah, I mean, you guys know, Homer wise, I'll take the Colts. Oh, of course, you should. You're uh, a fan, you absolutely. I mean, and I told you guys before the season, my only goal for this season was to keep Andrew Luck healthy for all 16 games. He's healthy. Somehow, the Colts have made the playoffs. First Scri- time, <laughs> hey, first time since the Flake Gate. Hey, maybe that's behind us now, since we got rid of Grigson and freaking yes. Pagano. <laughs> One can hope. Yeah, but I mean, luck. I mean, second in touchdown passes with thirty nine, next to some guy named Mahomes, who's probably going to win the NFL MVP. It's been an under the radar, pretty good season for these guys. Yeah. And I think the offensive line has just been the special sauce for these guys. Mm-hmm. And the defensive coordinator. I mean, the defense has been Darius Leonard may be the greatest second-round pick ever at this point because, I mean, he's a tackling machine. For who, the he's Colts, gonna, or you mean, like, ever, ever? I mean, he's going to be defensive rookie defensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. He could be a defensive player of the year possibility i don't know if it'll happen but i mean dude what 150 tackle plus you know interceptions and passes defensed and who knows but anyway i'll take indy in this game shane's going all out on this one bro jeez (laughs) indy baby all right Look, I, I like the Texans. I like Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I worry a, a little bit about their wide receiver core, um, and then and just the like the you know the complement of weapons that Deshaun Watson has. I, and my lean is to take the Colts. I think I'm intrigued. All right, let me rewind. I think the Colts have a little bit of that, and maybe this is the Frank Reich factor, and and just like the believe and the overcome and the fight through, but. Uh, I kind of like their mojo at the moment. If this is not to to hate on, you know, Deshaun Watson and the Texans, it's not what it's about. But I just, I don't know, man. I, you know, when you get to the playoffs, man, some teams just have a little something extra in the tank, and um, I just kind of feel like the the Colts have a little something extra in there for them. So, can the Texans win? Yeah, sure. If Deshaun Watson is is completely ridiculous, Texans can win. Uh, but I think the moxie, the guts, and all the stuff that's gone into getting through this year to overcome one to five, you know, one and five, and to be here. And look, the Colts can run. They can throw the deep ball. They can run their damn tight end if they want to. Mm-hmm. I, I think they got a lot of stuff, man. And I think Andrew Luck, the progression over the course of the season, is really, really a big deal. And look, protecting your quarterback is huge at this time of the year. You know what I mean? Their O-line makes statements. Not the way they used to, which was, hey, hey, Peyton, just get the ball out of there quick as hell. You don't have to worry about pass pro, man. I, I think they've got a mean streak in them. And I, I think you see them exert, you know, and really stamp some of that in the course of this game. Clowney and Watt. I mean, I, look, the Texans have, have an opportunity here. 
absolutely for sure. But uh, I think they can win, but I'm going to give the edge to the Colts uh, ever so slightly. And Shannon, maybe I'll come over to your house, drink drink some beer, and hang out, man. Maybe Stuck, you can. Ma- maybe I can borrow some Colts fandom for a while, um, as I have to not spend this in, a single penny on the Washington Redskins. Say, spend your money on booze. Yeah, I'll just drink beer. Let's do it, <laughs> Randy. You too, dude. Just might have to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> well, I- I'm gonna make it a the trifecta here. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna be pulling for the Colts here. Um, like you were saying earlier, Justin, about the Texans' offensive line, mm-hmm. looking back at the previous two meetings between these two teams, the Colts sacked Watson nine times and hit him 19 times. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that takes its toll. That's a and, lot, dude. And it's just crazy to think that as the season's gone on, Luck is getting stronger. He's getting better. He's getting more comfortable with everybody around him. He's making better reads, better throws. So, like I said, offensively, I think they're going to be just fine, especially since Mac is starting to run with a little more confidence now. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is going to be what that defense does, and if it can continue playing as hard as it's been for this entire run into the playoffs. And it sounds like, Shannon, with uh, Leonard there, that's, that, that the Colts may have found uh, their uh, Patrick Willis of sorts. Yes, sir. Hopefully he sticks around a little bit longer. Hopefully. Yeah. But, but just 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 keep this in mind, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. If somehow the Colts win, we can sit there and drink some more and cheer for Dallas to lose right afterwards. <laughs> that's mm, a good. Like that's a good day. That. That's a good day. That's a good day. Man. That's a good day, man. <laughs> that was almost like a few weeks ago when I got to do the same thing in the same day, cheer the Colts on the victory and see Dallas get their ass kicked. Look at that. Uh, side note, the Colts and the Texans split their games this year, and uh, the composite score between both, 58-58. to 58. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's going to be pretty close. Should be. Division, third game? Yeah, I, had some, I saw some chatter on Twitter this week going, well, had the Colts actually punted in that game, mm. then... You know, then the Colts would have won the division. I don't, I don't buy that, and the reason is, is I don't think you learn from that. I don't think the Colts learn from that start that what they have to do is finish. You know, um, you know what I mean, Justin. You know how there's like moments in a season where even sometimes the mo- the actual moment of the actual play doesn't work out for you. But what that moment or what that play does is it signifies we're going to bring it or we're going to do it. You know what I mean? It's an attitude thing. Absolutely. And I really believe that that was an attitude thing under Reich and for what this team was going to attempt to accomplish. Didn't work. Yes. You know what I mean? It, even though it didn't work out short term, I think it was necessary for what this team turned in to. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and that's yeah. that's what I mean by that. Yeah. That's that's a hundred it, it, it's kind of thousand percent what it's I meant. It's kind of like that. Jim Zorn in the swinging gate was uh, f this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was, right? That that's what that was. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, but I think that was an that was an attitude thing as the team was figuring out who they were. 
Absolutely. And, and that was an early statement. It didn't work out in that instance, but I think the establishing culture, identity, and what they were trying to accomplish in the long run meant more. And I think you see the manifestation of that with where they're at now. So I, I like the Colts' chances. Me too. Yeah, I, I like their shot. Okay, so we have, we have the hat trick. Colts, Colts, Colts. Yep. That's bad news. Uh, yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> you, that's bad news, man. It is. It but is. I've got plenty of beer and bourbon at the house, so we're Wait, good. Just in case. Okay. So then we get, uh, also on Saturday, we're going to get the Seahawks at the Cowboys. You know what's funny about this? Is that, and I had forgotten about this. Seattle played Dallas earlier this year. Week three, beat mm-hmm. them 24-13, and that was the Earl Thomas middle finger game. Nice. Doesn't that feel like that's a whole different season? It does. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like so long ago, dude. That's crazy. It's so long ago. <sighs> Look, if you ask me as the fan, I'm going to take the Seahawks, right? For sure, just for good measure, because the Redskins suck. And Philly's all already annoying, um, so I can't have Dallas and Philadelphia win. Like I can't do that. That just makes me want to barf. Can't do it live. Can can't, you? Can't do it live, man. All kidding aside, I like the Seahawks' chances. I think they they match up well. Um, I know Zeke's chomping at the bit to get him, but and I know Dak had a look. Dak did some great things. But that was against the New York Football Giants, bro. <laughs> uh, Seattle's, a, Seattle's a different monster. And I, <laughs> I think what really separates this out is if the game is close, if the game is close and the game is tight, I'm taking Russell Wilson all day at the end of a game over Dak Prescott. All day. Because he's done it. He's delivered. And uh, they have several, you know, whether it's running backs whether it's wide receivers, they've got the personnel and they've they've done it. So I like Dallas. I think it you know, if Dallas plays their optimal game, Dallas wins. But they're gonna have to be like A plus on both sides of the ball, in my opinion, to win this. Uh and if it gets down to crunch time and it's tight, I'm taking Russell Wilson over Dak. I love Leighton Vanderesh. He's a hell of a player. And here we are glossing up Baltimore for running all over the place. But Seattle, man, that's a team that runs like mad. Let me tell you something, man. You you give me Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott, give me Russell Wilson all day long. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they got a running game with Carson. And, and you were talking earlier about Lockett and Baldwin. Come on, you, you're not going to bet against Russell Wilson on Dallas. No, sorry, you just even if it is a road game, you know Wilson's been to two Super Bowls. Pete Carroll, they don't care. Been does, to a couple Super Bowls, yeah. it don't matter. That road game Def- doesn't bother Seattle. Nah, defense, running game, and Russell Wilson will travel well. Mm-hmm. G- I, give me Seattle on that one. Yeah, might be a little bit yeah. ugly. I think I think this could be kind of an ugly game. But, it's it's gonna be pretty ugly. It's yeah. it's gonna be, it's hey, gonna be did, a did, heavyweight did, bout. Did Seattle get bageled this year by anybody? Because I know Dallas I did. Uh, let's look. I don't think so. Because I know I know Dallas mm, did. Nope. Yeah, 
Give me Seattle. Give me Seattle. Dallas can win, but they need they need their optimum game. I don't have yeah. faith in them outside of that. Yeah, if it turns ugly, it's de- I'm definitely going to give it to Seattle because they mm-hmm. they just have a bunch of scrappy veterans who've been in these types of games before and they know what needs to be done yeah. to win. Yeah. If it's tight, if it's tight late, that that's a that's a good date, bro. No, I'm just kidding. If it's <laughs> if it's if it's if it's tight late, give, give give me Russell Wilson, man. I don't need the Sierra Sierra whatever halftime show. I don't need that. <laughs> Not in any capacity, but give me give me Russell Wilson late, man. Um, inside, I, I just, I don't know. I th- I think the X factor, Dallas is going to have to really play a plus game. I mean, the Seahawks beat the freaking Chiefs, dude. Come on. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah. would need a perfect storm. They need to get out early. They get a good lead, like two touchdown lead, and then actually uh, slow are, down the running game. That or that, Zeke. That's- Zeke just has to play out of his mind. Well... Zeke's gonna Zeke should be good. Yeah, it's I mean, it, blow down the Prescott. Really. Yeah, I mean, if if Zeke is playing out of his mind, then they they they're probably okay. But you know, Dak Prescott got sacked fifty six times this year, dude. You know he's he's taken he's taken some heat. So yeah, you know we talk about that that O line in Dallas, man. I I don't know. I just I favor Seattle. I favor favor Seattle slightly. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Seahawks. All right, uh, I'm Seahawks. Randy, what are you? I'm Seahawks, as Seahawks. much as I hate both teams. I, I know you hate. I know you hate them, uh, Shannon. What you got? Seahawks, dude. I can't believe we're uh, we're all on Colts. We're all on the Seahawks, man. That's, this is extra dangerous. Okay, we're gonna go to Sunday. We get Chargers at Baltimore. Re- rematch of a baller ass regular season game, dude. Which the final score isn't really indicative of what the game was. Because you, you had a couple of late touchdowns that kind of popped that score. Finished 22-10. to 10, uh, uh, Ravens favor that time. But what was it? No Melvin Gordon? No Last Melvin time. Gordon the first time. Mm-hmm. And didn't Keenan Allen get hurt early in that game as well? Uh, yes. Woo, this one's tough, dude. Chargers are a dark horse. Look, I I, I think you have to give respect you got to put respect on Baltimore for what they've accomplished and I think they can win this um but that's really gonna be predicated on two things a how well do they run the ball against the Chargers and b when they're forced to do something other than run it because I think if the Chargers are smart they're gonna obviously force them to do something other than run it can Lamar Jackson hit the throws do the Ravens have any tricks up their sleeves with Joe Flacco? That, that's an interesting wild card. It's a really interesting wild card. I like the Ravens' chances, but I'm hard-pressed to see the magic continuing. Now, the Chargers, they usually you know, have that rando bunch of losses somewhere in the season. They haven't really given that to us yet. So I don't know if they're just due for it <laughs> or if they've finally gotten past it. I'm not 100% sure. I think the Chargers should win this. Should win it. Uh, I think, really, for me, the Ravens is two things. It's A, are you able to ground and pound and control the clock and run with Jackson? We know the run game has been filthy. The other thing is, can they get 
can they get hats on Philip Rivers? You know, if they could, if they can successfully run the ball and get get hats on Philly Rib, man, I love their shot. I just, I don't know, man. I, I think the Chargers have a different different little bit of moxie this year, some different mojo. So I'm gonna take the Chargers, man. But I, I think this one's gonna be ugly. I think this one's gonna be ugly. Shannon, what you got? I'm with you, dude. It's going to be a fugly game. Take the under, the total under in this one. I mm-hmm. uh, can't imagine it'll be any more than 40. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, we, what we talked about earlier, it's a Charger second time seeing this run option mm-hmm. with Harbaugh never having lost. You know, he's won at least one game each playoff season. He's uh-huh. been there. But the Chargers having such a great road record, uh, for me, that's a 2-1 two, two scenario at that point. Give me the Chargers barely. Barely. I mean, 10-9, 13-12, some BS. 17-14, like one of those. Yeah, just one of those just grind out, beat the hell out of each other type game. It wouldn't shock me if Baltimore wins this game. No. They're, For me, they're, they're very like, capable. Like, <laughs> we're in a pick em league where there's four, eight, 12, and 16 point confidence points on each game. This is my four point game. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my least <laughs> confident pick of the week. I'll take the Chargers. I like the experience. I, I just like Phillip Rivers over Lamar Jackson in this spot. Rivers has been there. It's been a while since he's been there, yeah. but well, it, that and don't forget, uh, is Hunter Henry going to play? I thought he's you like, know, and, and Hunter Henry, you know, he was such a factor in that in that uh, game that, against Kansas that, City a Stephen few weeks a, ago. Man. Stephen A. Man. against Henry, Derek dude. Johnson. You know, <laughs> Hunter so, A. Glorious, uh, dude, glorious, glorious. Yeah, he he took first team reps this week. Oh so, man, there uh, you go. Yeah, I mean, this at the end of the day. Um, Maybe Stephen A. is just a time traveler. He yeah. just lost track. He was he was just ahead of the curve, just yeah. ahead of the curve. <laughs> this is not this is not to to disrespect Baltimore, because they're, they're not, more, they're, not at all. They're more than capable of winning. I just I have a little bit of lean towards the Chargers. They've had so many bad breaks and bad results. Uh, it's easy to pick against them, but I think I'm going to take them, man. I think I'm going to go ahead and take the Chargers, dude. Randy, what you got, man? I'll start this off with I want the Chargers to win. Mm-hmm. So I'll start it with that. I like the fact that they're 7-1 on the road, and when they lost to Baltimore, they was in L.A., So, and that they're only 5-3 and three at home, which you know that's a, rare, that's a rare thing for a team to be better on the road than they are at home. That's just how it usually is. My biggest concern is, even though this is going to be the second time seeing Lamar Jackson, I'm not worried so much about the Chargers' defense against the Ravens' offense. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about the Ravens' defense, which has been playing out of its mind, versus the Chargers' offense. That's where my biggest issue is, and I have a feeling that as much as I don't like the idea of it, I think that this is one of those times when defense is going to end up being what wins it out, and I think I'm going to have to pick the Ravens, even as much as I don't want to. All right. Well, I mean, you know, Cleveland did a pretty good job moving the ball on them, so we'll see. 
But th- that's the difference between uh, Mayfield being a little bit more mobile Which than Rivers is. as well. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Gordon's 100 percent or as close to as he can be at this point in the season. Um, I don't know that that should be a fun. You know, honestly, all the games we've talked about, every single one of these games, I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, same here, dude. I really am, dude. Uh, and then look, we then all right. So we have Chargers, Chargers, and Randy's taking the Ravens. Yep. Okay. Who do you think? Who do you think Whitfield would take? The Packers. <laughs> the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. I don't know. Let's ask him. Whitfield, what do you think? <laughs> you really want an answer from him? Yes. You you can have it. You sure? Yes. All right. Here you go. Hey Whitfield, man, are you taking the uh, Chargers or the Ravens? <laughs> Sounds like Chargers to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Randy! There, you go. there it is. Yeah. All right, Whitfield, thanks for that, man. Shut the Thank fuck you. up, fat man. This ain't none of your goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Damn. Well, well uh, Matt's not that fat anymore. Feist? <laughs> yeah, look out, dude. Look out, man. Pretty wild. Okay, uh, and I guess it's to our last game, dude. And that's the uh, Eagles at the Bears. Um, it, here's a couple of things, man. I, I really like Chicago. I think that defense is legit. Um, Trubisky's good. I, this is one of those, it's the playoffs. How much do you trust a young quarterback? You know what I mean? In a big moment. The Bears The Bears D, I think, is absolutely legit. No issue, No issues there. And if they if the Eagles can't deal with Khalil Mack, that guy's gonna wreak havoc. But, but, Eagles have a strong front seven. You know that. You know that. Fine. Suspect in the secondary. We get that. But they got some some you know BDN magic going on. They have Darren Sproles back on field. You know, honestly, I'm just gonna take the damn Eagles because of freaking Darren Sproles. <laughs> F it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This game super intrigues me because I, I, Chicago's absolutely capable of winning this. It's just this is one of those attitude, those oddball attitude games where Philadelphia, dude, they give no fucks about the weather. If it's if the weather is bad, they don't care. They don't care. It can be snowing, cold, rainy, shitty. Do you think the Eagles give a crap about what the weather is? No, no, none. So the you know any home field advantage that doesn't bother them. Their fans yeah. boo Santa. Do you think they're going to give a crap about getting booed? They just got cheered at the Redskins Stadium. Do you think the <laughs> Eagles fans care? They don't care. That team doesn't give a crap. They've got Joe Boo and a shrine to freaking Nick Foles <laughs> in Chris Long's locker. <laughs> they're not. They're not worried about any of that stuff. You know, I, look. As long as Nick Foles isn't really hurt, if if he if he's got a deeper injury issue, that's a different thing. But if he's ready to play, um, and and he's healthy, I love their shot. And this, it's not a knock against Chicago. This is really more reflective of the proverbial, you know, cue the Rocky music and all that kind of crap that you're going to do with Philadelphia. But I just that's a different team with Nick Foles on her center, dude. And I love Carson Wentz, but that's a different team with Foles. That's the weirdest damn thing. 
It's the weirdest thing. I don't know. Chicago better sure as hell hope that they can run the ball and that Khalil Mack just is all over Nick Foles, dude. Yeah. They better hope he's up there all over him. I just, I don't know, man. A very slight lean to Philadelphia. Um, and this is not meant as a knock against Chicago because I think Chicago is very good. But Philadelphia has got an army of running backs that they can use in different ways. Uh, Nick Foles has been through the big moments. And, yeah, they need to be able to run the ball a little bit, sure. But I think Foles is going to be able to loosen up the D because – He's going to pitch it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like They're going to go. It's not like they're going to go conservative and be like, oh, let's play scared. They're not going to do any of that crap. Philadelphia is going to go. To me, Philadelphia goes guns a-blazing. You know what I mean? Um, Because that's just just the style. And they've been there. Yeah, they've been there. It's a dangerous team. They understand what it takes. And, and the, here's the other thing. I don't I don't think Philadelphia, even if the Bears get up early, it's not like this is not the Vikings. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bears got up with the Vikings and it felt like the Vikings were dead. That's That won't be an issue here. You know, and if Philly gets up on Chicago early, that's really dangerous. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. But if Chicago gets up on them, it's not going to stop them. They're not going to care. They're going to keep coming. So... I don't know. I, uh, I I think the more logical team to win is Chicago, but I think the more reasonable walk away from my perspective is that Philadelphia steals this. I think the Eagles steal this from the Bears. I really do. I mean, it, it makes all the sense in the world to have uh, Philly as your favorite. You got Nick Foles, who just won the Super Bowl. All this momentum, all these players coming back off of injury. I mean, it's it's like Philly's getting healthy at the right time, and it's I don't know. There there's the fan in me that wants Chicago to win this game. They should. Uh, they they quote unquote should win this game. Trubisky's been tremendous. Nagy getting Khalil Mack. Nagy's done a hell of a job, dude. He deserves a big fat round of high fives. He does. But playoff, I mean, fo- he, playoff football is different than regular season, man. It's so different. <laughs> and rookie quarterbacks have to, usually have to learn that the real hard way. Gotta, gotta get learning. You mm-hmm. know, it's... I thought last game was hard. This is, <laughs> this is the second hardest game to call, but... <sighs> let me see who I took because I, I thought about this earlier and... Let me see what my conscience made me take earlier. <laughs> I think my conscience made me... Act, yeah, they made me take uh, Phil, Philly earlier. Look at that. Oh, no. I'm wrong. I took Chicago earlier. Man. But, dude, dude. Yeah, I'm going to change my pick. I'm I'm picking Philly. Good. I'm taking Chicago now. Thanks, Shannon. All right, I'm taking Chicago now. <laughs> I did this only to reveal. I'm just messing I, with you. I did this only to reveal your picks and pick them. That's all I wanted to know. Damn it! Because <laughs> I need to rally up and pick them, dude. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just, kidding. I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm fourth, dude. You ain't got to worry about me. Oh, dude, I think I'm in like eighth. 
I, I, I wasted far too many points on the Redskins and the Packers this year. It effed me. Effed me. Ain't coming back from but, that, dude. But look at Shmama there in fifth, man. She's she's hanging in there. Shmama just Shmama reads the trends, dude. She knows what's up. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm taking Philly, man. Chicago should win, but I'm taking Philly. Yeah, I changed it to Philly. Randy, what you got, dude? Well, while you guys were talking about the game, I was looking up to see what the temperatures was going to be for the Cold. game, and it's like going to be in the high 30s, low 40s, which it's kind of disappointing. I'm like, for January, I, w- I want a messy, cold, snowy game, and we're not even going to get that. It's cold. Uh, wait till New England next weekend. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. But looking at the matchups, looking at who's doing what, I mean, you got the Bears who are 7-1 at home, which is always a good thing. Of course. Eagles are 4-4 four and four on the road. I like, I mean, for Philly, I like the experience there. Mm-hmm. But with the Bears, I like the defense alone I like over uh, over Philly. Offensively, for the Bears, I'm a little worried because any we've seen how Trubisky responds to pressure, and it's never been really good. But he's also been a, a very pleasant surprise in the sense of his mobility because he never really showcased it. He didn't get a chance to showcase it last move. year. It's really been move. this year where he's really he can move. Really, if they if they can really get Cohen involved. In the in the in the in the game plan, I I really like the Bears, but and I think that he's really going to be the key mm-hmm. to the whole thing for their offense. But I and I mean, I'm, but I think I'm, I'm going to stick with the Bears. Uh, I mean, I I think this game is going to go either way. It's really going to depend on how both defenses play and how healthy Nick Foles is. Yeah, because that's because uh, if he. I mean, did they, did it come out if he had busted ribs or just bruised ribs? They're not broken. They're bruised. Okay. Yep. Not bruised. Not broken. So that that's really going to be, I think, the deciding factor. Look, in, he t- overall for the look, game, he took some hard shots in that Texans game. He took some hard shots in that yeah. Texans game, and you know what he was next week against the Redskins, on point. So this unless is true. unless that dude's ribs are broken, pff, big dig Nick don't care. but i mean uh, when you look at it though the story that can come from this just Mm -hmm. him getting beat up and injured and coming back the next week and leading the team to the next round of the playoffs just continuing the trend that he started for himself last season i mean that's a hell of a story in and of itself if he still has the magic right it, it doesn't look like he's lost it yet yeah. So, you know, but I'm going to stick with the Bears as for my pick. All right, so you're taking the Bears. Shannon, Shannon and I are both taking the uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There you go. Hmm. So Saturday, our rooting interests are all aligned, and Sunday it's a little different. Sunday is a wee bit different. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, look at the end of the day, man. I, I think we're set up for a great wild card weekend. Uh, I, I would be surprised if any one of the games is just a complete dog. You never know. I mean, one of you know, one or two or three. Hell, all of them could be shit. But 
Uh, I think that's that's unlikely. I, that sets up. I really do think that sets up to give us four very good, very compelling, very competitive football games. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Well, look, gentlemen, we've called our shots. We've talked about the CFP. We've talked about <laughs> the NFL playoffs. We've talked about New Year's gas <laughs> and New Year's poops. I think we've covered our bases tonight. I believe so. I, I'm just going to say. <laughs> like, realistically, dude. So, I feel fairly confident in saying we've reached the end of, ro- end of the road for what this podcast should be. I believe so as well. And it's 3.30 in the morning. Which yes. Is- <laughs> I wonder if they played the this song for like Marvin Lewis when Cincinnati fired him. <laughs> About damn time he's out of Cincinnati. Did they fire or did he resign? Whatever he wanted. <laughs> I don't think it matters he's gone. <laughs> Dude. Six, I feel what, bad for Steve years? Wilkes, though. Yeah, that, that was yeah. bad. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was tough. One was... year with a bad roster. And a, Come on. a rookie quarterback, a tough roster situation, and a first-year head coach. It's a bad draw. That was the only one out of the, all the rest of the uh, firings that I can was kind of like, eh, on. The rest of them, well-deserved. Yeah. There's a lot of open jobs, man. And I was looking at a list. I was reading this PFT article, and he had this list of all these, um, you know, coaches. And I'm just like, oh my god, retread, retread, retread. No, 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 no. You know, it, it was just weird reading down that thing. And I mean, I was just like, I mean, they mentioned Jeff Fisher. It's like, hell no, dude, no, <laughs> no, Jeff Fisher, stop. Nobody, Why? Yeah, why? What are you talking about? Just say no. Just say no. Just say no. But, I mean, think about this list, man. You got Jeff Fisher, Jim Mora, Mike Malarkey. There you go. Jim Schwartz, Rex Ryan. I, 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 You know, honestly, I'd almost be willing to give Rex Ryan a roll of the dice. Rob Chizinski, Joe Philbin. Dude, look, I don't care what Aaron Rodgers thinks. Do not hire Joe Philbin as your next head coach. Please no. don't. Just don't do that. Uh, Gus Bradley, is it is it Patton? Mike Patton? Is that you say yeah. his last name? All right, that dude is out there. Ken Wisenhut, Ben McAdoo, yeah, bring that guy back. Uh, Jack Del Rio, Brad Childress. I can't believe this guy's getting mentioned for anything. Uh, Lovey's <laughs> Lovey Smith, Leslie Frazier, Dirk Cutter. <laughs> Brad Childress will pick you up from the airport. Yeah, Childress will. Chili will give you a ride from the airport, man. Thanks, Chili. Uh, Todd Haley, Rod Marinelli, Mark Tressman, Greg Schiano, Eric Mangini, Jim Tomsula, Chip Kelly, John Fox, Mike McCoy, Norv Turner. No to Norv. I lived through that. Hell no. Uh, Steve Sp- <laughs> Let's just call him Spags. Uh, Tom Cable, Mike Smith, Wade Phillips. Too old. Not happening. Dennis Allen and Herm Edwards. He's in college. He ain't coming back. No Wayne Fonts? No Wayne Fonts, dude. No Rich Kotite? No, no Kotite, no Bill Parcells either. It's amazing. Good Lord. But I mean, like, I was reading down that list. I'm just like, just why? Like, no, get get new blood. Uh, look, I know uh, Lincoln Riley signed a contract extension. Sorry. That one's done. <laughs> hey, what? He's not going anywhere. No, no, no. 
he's good for a little bit. But I mean, I mean, who on that list excites you? No one. Mike McCarthy. Woo. Nah. Hugh Jackson. Yay. Adam Gase. Come on. Vance Joseph. I'll be curious to see if any teams try to go hard after Jim Harbaugh. I I would say I think if I'm Jim Harbaugh with Urban Meyer retiring, I think I have at least one more year at the collegiate level so that uh, I can finally beat Ohio State. Because <laughs> 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 it hasn't yeah. happened. Yeah, you can't you can't leave Michigan without having beaten Ohio State once, right? Correct. I mean, right. Right, I think I, I don't think Harbaugh's time is is yet. I think he's got at least one more year at Michigan. <laughs> now, one name that intrigues me as potential new head coach would be Eric Bieniemy, since he took over as the offensive coordinator uh-huh. for KC. Dude, give me new blood, man. Like I, I'm cool with that. But I sure yeah. as hell don't want to see Jeff Fisher pop up. <clears throat> no, you know what I mean. No, Jeff Fisher. Hugh Jackson, Mike Malarkey, no, 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 no Jim Schwartz. Rex Ryan would be fun, but only because it's Rex Ryan. Joe Philbin, (laughs) hell no, stop. No. And if anybody's really considering Chip Kelly, what the hell are you smoking? No, don't do it. (laughs) Actually, Dan Snyder, please hire Chip Kelly. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Please make this worse. Please make this worse. <laughs> or Ben McAdoo. Hire that fuckface. Please. But just just burn it down. Goodness gracious. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's there's my sentiments on the Redskins. Hire, <laughs> Hire Chip Kelly. Just nuke it. New kid. Just Burn it down, baby. Just burn it down, dude. Burn it down. Burn it down. Well, if, you want, if you want to nuke it that badly, just go with Jim Tomsula. Oh, yeah. There you go. Didn't Jim Tomsula have that, that post-game press conference where he was farting? Yes. Wasn't that him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Randy! Exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right, all right, all right. Well, let's get the hell out of here. Gentlemen, it was good to see you. It was fun to catch up, fun to hang out. Um, I think we ran a little bit longer than we anticipated, but that, that's what we do here at the Sports Brew. So um, I will go replay uh, unfortunate visions of the entire Redskins Stadium being green uh, in a really bad way. But, you know, we'll save the uh, Redskins discussion for another day. I think we'll have ample opportunity as we get to the postseason so it's not really a big deal i'm just disappointed dude i gotta tell you (laughs) i gotta tell you man fan apathy is a real thing and that franchise deserves every bit of fan hate and fan just nothingness (laughs) just no reaction nothing to do with you no money no hate no anger just move along move on do something else they deserve every bit of it. Every bit. Mm. Oh, I can't believe we didn't do this yet. 
Uh, real quick, we got to raise a glass. Um, look, I know we moved from 2018 to 2019, but I don't, I don't think we could have this podcast this week without uh, you know celebrating the life of and the tip of the cap to oh, uh, yeah. t- Tyler Trent. Uh, yes. I know we spent a lot, of t- a lot of time talking about NFL stuff. Uh, we didn't really get into you know, um, you know, the Purdue bowl game or any of that, but uh, the news broke tonight that uh, Tyler Trent passed away. And, you know, we certainly had some fun celebrating with him earlier, you know, as far as the storyline and the story that was earlier this season. Just a a hell of a year and a hell of a story and a hell of an experience and a hell of a thing to go through and to do. Uh, And I'm glad that he got to celebrate some of those moments with Purdue. Uh, That's tremendous. Certainly sorry to hear of his passing. Yeah, I mean, you figured it was coming. Uh, but that's still a, a, a bit of a bitter pill. So I don't think we can make this transition from 2018 to 2019 and the college football season and the NFL football season without taking a pause to remember Tyler Trent. You know, think about what we just went, you know, what we just did. We just did Christmas with our friends, our family, and New Year's with our friends and our family. And you're thinking about all the possibilities that can be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all of the new and all of the next and all of the... All of that. And, you know, Tyler Trent, knuckle deep, getting through, you know, going through treatment, going through chemo, doing this, doing that, to, to stay alive, man. And um, a, strong, a hell of a message, a strong message, a, a hell of a fighting spirit. Uh, the proverbial, you know, size of the fight in the dog. I mean, that, that's, that guy went through a lot of crap, man. <laughs> that guy went through a lot. And he held on, and he fought strong, and he lived strong. But just, and we, and we got to raise a glass, man. Yes. I don't know that anybody could have summed it up better than SVP. And you know we love SB, <laughs> SVP on the sports brew, man. We really do. But I don't know if anybody could have, you know, summed it up better than, than he did. So I'm going to play, uh, I'm gonna play uh, a little clip from uh, Scott Van Pelt. Here you go. Tyler Trent's brave battle has reached its end. We were honored to have crossed paths with this young man, and we were all better for it, all impacted by his grace and his strength in the face of the fight. I promised I'd save you a chair. We did. Boil her up and hammer down. Now you can rest, young man. And then SVP just walks off the set. Boil her up and hammer down. Tyler Trent, this one's for you, friend. Cheers. Rest in peace. Spoiler we up. almost it's had a second RIP tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you know, uh, Bevo tried to uh, gore uh, Uga, the dog. <laughs> Jesus. Nice. Nice. Oh, and, and we had a, we do have a second RIP tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU quarterback uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Who just got demolished on a pick six oh, in the bowl, glorious, glorious in the bowl game against UCF and goodness gracious, absolutely but, glorious. And in, in all seriousness, though, uh, definitely rest in peace to uh, our guy at Purdue. Yeah, uh, Tyler Trent. I mean, it was fun watching him on game day this year, and you saw Tom Rinaldi just look at him just with awe and what he's been through and 
the the kid was so smart, and it's just it sucks. I mean, let, let's be honest; it just sucks that this stuff happens. Um, I, the the stories are great, but I wish we didn't have these stories. You know? Yeah. If you kind of understand, get my drift. No, totally, totally, one hundred percent. But uh, yeah, jeez. What twenty Is years old and. It's just too soon. It's, it's it's just so too soon with this stuff. But he touched a lot of lives. He lived mm-hmm. his life to the fullest, and that's all you could ever ask anybody to do. Here, here. Cheers. Tyler Trent, baby. Mm. Two things for you, Shannon. Number one. <laughs> this is the, a nod to Kurt Autry, man. Um, I, I can't say I came up with this because I didn't. But he had a post that said, what's your bowl name? And it's the last place you shopped plus the last thing you ate plus bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so I am uh, I'm the Amazon Prime leftover lasagna bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of similar. I'm the Amazon Prime chips and salsa. <laughs> I was almost the. I kind of wanted to go with the Amazon Prime, uh, Amazon Prime cheese stick bowl. But... <laughs> Let's see. I, I'm the Kroger pork chop bowl. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that's good. That's phenomenal. I'm the. Uh, where did I shop the other day? Uh, I'm the five below spicy chicken sandwich bowl. Nice. Yeah, that's good, man. Anyway, could, thank you, Kurt Osry, for that suggestion. I laughed. I laughed at that. He was the Target Pork Loin Bowl, which actually sounds like a legitimate bowl. The, it does, actually. Yeah, that one sounds like it might exist. The Amazon Prime Leftover Lasagna Bowl, that's not a real one. But the Amazon Prime Flying Dog Imperial IPA Bowl, that one could be real. I could roll with that. that. That one could be. I could bowl with that. That's what you meant to say, Shannon. I hey, could, now. I could bowl with that. And then lastly, the real reason that D stat's not here. Uh-oh. <laughs> there is a woman in Arlington, Texas, that gave oh, no. birth to a 14-pound, 13-ounce baby boy. So finally, someone gave birth to a bigger baby than D stat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Can you can you imagine though almost a fifteen pound oh my baby? God, dude. Sweet baby Jesus. Can you imagine having to be the dad watch that go through the poop shoot? <laughs> Going, no. No. Oh, no. Head of the bed, baby. Head of the bed. <laughs> C-section, please. C-section. The, do- the doctor probably went, nope, that ain't fitting. Nope. <laughs> Look, lady, unless you want to have hip dysplasia, we got a C- oh. C-section. Do you know what kind of episiotomy a 15-pound baby is going to call oh, you? Oh, that poor woman. <laughs> she had to do that naturally. Oh, my God. How that poor woman. That up? 
How do you fuck that up? 50 pounds. <laughs> that's how, that's how you fuck that up. Bruh. Uh, 15 pounds of coal. What? I, any word on if D-Stat fathered that baby or not? <laughs> All of, as I hope, I hope that anesthesiologist you got was... the fuck out, man! <laughs> I hope that anesthesiologist was legit... Yeah, that or, no, no, no. That, that sounds terrible. What is it you get? It's the, uh, God, what is it? It's not the spinal tap. What is the thing? How come I can't remember it? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, you just gave me brain fart thinking about it. <laughs> Epidural? Epidural, Epidural, yes. Fuck out, man. You got knocked the fuck out, man. <laughs> oh. Boy, might as well go to hell right at the end, man. Why not? I mean, that's pretty much what we do every yeah. week. So. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yep. If anybody made it this far, kudos to you. Yes. Kudos to you. And clearly, <laughs> that 15-pound <laughs> baby. Woo. That's a lot. That's 15 a lot. pounds of fat that's a lot of baby dude <laughs> that's a lot of baby anyway on that note uh-oh <laughs> i just got a text from sarah seriously <laughs> lord let me te- check tr- my phone real look, quick look, i'm in trouble okay. look. i'm in trouble i got a text right. from the wife seriously let, i've been up with the kids sh- i've been up with the kids for the past hour and you are so loud <laughs> Time to shut it down, brothers. That, that's it, dude. <laughs> that, no, like it's NSYNC time, dude. Bye, bye, bye. That's it. It's over. It's over. It's over. Bro, all I know is that lady, 15-pound baby, you ain't shaking that off. All right, gentlemen, go get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. As always, fun to hang out, fun to chit-chat, fun to BS. Oh, and finally, a baby bigger than D-Stat. <laughs> that poor woman. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I bet it, I bet that baby didn't have the hair that D-Stat did, though. Because ah, you, know nah. you know D-Stat rolled out of there with a fro. D-Stat's one of a kind, my man. <laughs> he is. We love you, dude. We love you, dude. Anyway, all right, guys. Go get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. Uh, As always, from all of us to all of you, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. Uh, Hopefully, wildcard weekend is a lot of fun. And then the CFP finale, hopefully that lives up to the billing, man. I think we have a lot of good football on the the menu. Uh, At least it should be if it lives up to expectations. So we'll see about that. But uh, we'll talk about that next week. So in the interim, enjoy it, man. Tune in, tune in, <laughs> you know, crack, uh, pop the tops in a cold one, have a little fun. And if you're a Redskins fan, don't spend any money on any single bit of Redskins merchandise at all. None. Don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't buy a jersey. Don't buy a shirt. Don't buy a hat. Buy nothing. Buy nothing. Zero. Point zero. zero. I'm just telling you, man. I grew up with the Redskins, man. Buy nothing. Give give zero dollars to Dan Snyder, man. Zero.
None. Because that's the only way this is going to change, man. But anyway, until next time, from all of us to all of you, enjoy your weekend. As always, you can find us keywords are sports and brew. <laughs> Our home feed on Podbean, LiveSportsCaster.com, Stitcher Radio, a whole bunch of other uh, resources, man. You know the keywords. We know you love it. Sports, brew, beer. You'll track us down. From all of us to all of you, enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you next week. Catch you on the flip side. Peace out now. Good night. Late. Good night now. Yes. <laughs> See you guys. There you go. And hopefully uh, for Christmas, somebody got a dick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> what up? <laughs> Lord. And on that note, <laughs> good night now. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. And finally, <laughs> shut the fuck up. There you go. Good night now. <laughs> <laughs>